Hello and welcome to the back page of Video Games Podcast. I'm Samuel Roberts and I'm joined as ever by Matthew Castle. Hello, Matthew. How's it going? Are you feeling happy about your DS draft win? Because the voting function is broken on fucking Twitter again. Well done, fucking Elon Musk. Um, feeling good about that? Uh, kind of <laughs> like... It's nice to win, but it's by quite a, a large margin, which makes me think there are either shenanigans or, like, I don't know, people are taking pity on me. So I can't really enjoy my victory. I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> it's funny because on the Friday, I think I was down something like 18% to, like, 88 and then, right. or like, sorry, that's, that's just terrible maths on my part, <laughs> 82. Um, and then I think it, it turned around by the time the voting broke, so I was over 30%, which I think means that when the list went out on Twitter, my vote picked up a little bit. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I think it was about time you won, won one. It'd been a little while, yeah. apart from the um, XXL draft. Like, it, I think like the last three I'd won. So it's about time you won one, I think. Yeah, but I don't want people to vote for me because they think I'm sad about the Hotel Dust thing, even though I am sad about the Hotel Dust thing. <laughs> um. Well, also, I think that New Super Mario Bros. may end up of being like, like the the pick for that draft without either of us really realising it, you know what I mean? Like, if you want a platform that represents that system, I think people just agree that is as core a part of the DS experience as, the, um, as yeah. Mario Kart is, you know? That's true, that's true. I, I have steered clear of the discourse around this draft a little bit because DS obviously means a lot more to me than PS3 and some of the other drafts we've done recently and I was getting a bit of the rage of just seeing like absurd takes where people were dismissing my library because they were like oh well he you know blown it with new Super Mario Brothers and you're like that is still like a solid game that is not a horrible broken piece of software and that thing where someone bases their whole vote on one game out of 15, like, I don't know. I was seeing red a little bit, so I thought, you know, I've got to get out of here. This isn't good for my health. <laughs> the only thing I got into bickering with the listeners about on Twitter was, I wish to well say, actually, the response to it has been extremely nice and really enthusiastic. <laughs> and I always think that the, the, the other scenario we could have faced with this podcast, I always think this, is no one listens and it's really embarrassing. And we have the opposite of that, where... Every month we basically too, too many people listen. <laughs> Every month we have like thirty thousand downloads, which is really good. Um, we have great Patreon support, so we're very grateful for how it does. And so I want to like point that out before I get into the very petty arguments I have for the listeners <laughs> okay, about dumb like bullshit. This. I like yeah. this. I love this preamble. Yeah, yeah. But so that said, deep breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the Pokemon category was the only thing we got a bit of criticism for. Um, people thought we made it too easy on ourselves, and we should have said that if you picked Heart Gold, it locked out Platinum and Black and White. Wait, hang on. Sorry, I'm getting my things mixed up there. If you picked Heart Gold, you couldn't pick Soul Silver. So the idea is you'd only get one set of the games um, from which you've picked, and it would have added higher stakes. I think that there is a germ of fair criticism in there. However, I did also argue with the uh, listeners on Twitter for no reason. So I'm divided, Matthew. What, what do you think? They did cancel each other out. They but did. that's fair. We both we both accepted that, you know. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, it's not. It's it's really not the end of the world. I mean, I'm not gonna lose my lose my wits over uh, the Pokemon category of all things. No, I didn't think it was the category that was really the decider. In some ways, it was a bit of a more of a cursory nod to something we knew was important on DS, but we didn't have loads of personal affection for. Although I do think yeah, that those, just, those, I, those games are good. But yeah, yeah, if I, there is the slight dramatic charge of you know you can take this series off the board. By, by getting it early because without that it's like well you know I, I don't think either of us wanted platinum 
Um, that that would have been a fine, you know, a fine alternative to someone else having heart gold or soul silver. Yeah, and it's but, not something you can get anywhere else. That's platinum actually would have been a good pick in that respect because even some of the features they added to it weren't in the diamond and pearl redos they did for Switch last year. Yeah, so, yeah. And it had a very sparkly box. <laughs> it sure did. Um, which uh, I well, actually, I'll discuss that in a future game score. But I may or may not have a copy of that game now, Matthew, as a result of oh, DS Draft Mania. So. But that's for a Samuel Roberts games court. This is a listener games court. Oh, so, good. <laughs> so yes, here we are back with a games court format. So, as listeners of the podcast will know, we've ripped off all of our formats from different podcasts um, <laughs> that we like, uh, mostly the big picture and film podcast. But this this format is our own awful sun, our own <laughs> terrible creation. <laughs> so, games court. What happens is we basically let listeners send in. Uh, game safe purchase second hand with prices and then judge castle decides if they live or die based on that and they will live or die in some kind of comedy way and there's some kind of like vague law that hangs together um matthew castle island where the trial takes place i am a jimmy mcgill style lawyer figure who often sides with a judge when i want to just like um put the boot in with a listener so i'm an unreliable lawyer figure but in theory i make the case um for the games and then uh, matthew castle judge castle will decide whether people live or die mm. how do you feel about returning to this format after four months matthew too soon <laughs> uh, yeah definitely is it before what this seems like yesterday uh i uh, you'd get a different answer to this on every day of the week you have to be in a particular mindset for it i i haven't i don't know anything that's coming my way um but i i, I got a couple of a couple of things um so uh, really that's what makes or breaks it to have people picked good things uh, is there any interesting color in their emails it's it's a very high risk episode format. Uh, a high wire act can very easily go wrong. People seem to find them funny, yeah. but there's absolutely no guarantee that it will be. <laughs> feeling quite a lot of pressure. I'm not feeling hilarious today. <laughs> Do you remember when we said at the start of this month, um, whatever happens, we agree we will not record Games Court on a weeknight? And what are we doing, Matthew? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's... That's exactly it. Um, it. It's a night. I don't really remember the law because you know I don't I don't pay a huge attention, amount of attention to to all this sort of bullshit. <laughs> you like George Lucas in that respect, you know what I mean? You just like you, very much. You just hand it over to the fans to think about. Really, like it's not yeah. once it's out in the world, it's no longer your baby. Yeah. So uh, let's let's see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, so the the games I would say there's actually like quite a lot of good taste in in it this this time. So there's like okay. the stakes are not necessarily as high as they could be. I think in some ways as well, we have very much affected the type of things that people are buying because you know people listen to the podcast and we're building like I think we're slowly constructing like a canon of modern games. Right, that's sort of what we're doing really. Um, <laughs> right. if, there, if there was a project of this podcast other than I don't know two mates having a laugh it would be that i suppose it's just that well we, we were building a cannon until you took a fucking sledgehammer to it in the ds draft by calling a hotel dusk languid well it is a bit languid isn't it and it's okay if that's your sort of thing that's but... a canonical text of this podcast <laughs> oh i thought it was yeah it was like uh it's funny actually because i think a lot of people have been tiptoeing around that thinking that we you and i might have fell out in real life because of that um instance no. but we just moved on immediately we were fine so uh at least i think we it's, are. Uh, are it's we okay, absolutely buddy? it's meaningless it's truly meaningless <laughs> made for a good podcast um i am a little sad but there is also 
that undercurrent to a lot of this podcast in that we you know i think we both talk about stuff the other person hasn't played mm. and we just trust that they're probably right <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah it makes you think about well maybe this is maybe this is this this takes also wrong or you know maybe if i was to play x y or z i'd i'd discover that uh you know i didn't like this thing that was valuable to you yeah yeah that's an interesting point what, what do you think my version of hotel dusk is that if you played it and thought it was shit you thought it might be like dramatic or awkward or i'd be heartbroken what what is that game uh, is it god hand is god hand that game no no i've played god hand oh yeah yeah um, i can't remember did you steal rich's copy or did rich steal no, your rich stole my copy That's so it, yeah. i've had limited time with it um it's hard to say i mean it's unlike the thing is it's unlikely to be a final fantasy that i haven't played because i know that they're good or they're meant to be good yeah but, you know they're critically acclaimed yeah. uh that doesn't feel like a, a huge shot. You started playing seven recently, didn't you? And thought it was good, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. holds up. Yeah, getting ready for the um, the, the Final Fantasy seven disc one episode that we're going to do. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Are we still doing that? That's good. I'm, I'm excited about that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I just need to get through disc one. I've stalled. <laughs> I've stalled. Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not that long. It'll take you about ten ten hours. Yeah, oh, there's got to be something. What would it be? What would it be? Maybe a start. I, uh, I don't. Th- you know, it's it's not like Shadows of the Empire is that important to you. Nah. Also, it's not very good. So I would. I'd be completely with yeah, you. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. I'll have to get back to you. I'm sure. I'll think of something and right. then I'll um, I'll announce it. Yeah. I don't know because the thing is, the Hotel Dusk is so foundational to your identity on the podcast. I would say. Yeah. And I I don't know if I have those games in quite the same way. Like a lot of the things that are foundational to me. I'm slamming them as well. You know what I mean? Like, um, sort of like yeah. PS3 fodder and the like. So you're you're absolutely untouchable. <laughs> you uh, built this perfect defense. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe like Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, a little bit. But even that, even that, I'd accept is a little bit corny and uh, not a great action <laughs> game. I don't know. We'll give us some more thought and come back to it. Okay, now to suffer through a game score episode. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for listening and and uh, downloading this podcast. So. We have, I think, something like 20 entries here. And God. Yeah. And what will happen is, basically, we'll, we'll total up um, the amount of guilty and not guilty verdicts at the end. And basically, it's, it's a slightly competitive element to it where I have to try and get more people off than are dead. Um, that's... But it's not competitive because I can literally just kill everyone if I want and win. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can. But like, I think the, I think the idea is that if... I lose I also get put to death in the same way that the listeners are put to death so but then I have yeah. to come back on the next episode so it's not like the stakes are that high do you know what I mean it's uh it's fine okay but everyone everyone's immortal on Castle Island so oh is it, are they oh yeah oh I didn't know that I thought it was just the... well, if you die you come back you'll heal there's like a natural healing energy to the island are they like um the uh Lazarus pits from Batman the Ra's al Ghul's Lazarus pits you have to dunk someone in there dunk yeah. someone in like a pool of Mountain Dew and they come back or something like yes, that yes Rio <laughs> Rio Rio that makes perfect sense Rio this is great but add it to the wiki listeners Rio <laughs> they've got Rio pools um, restorative Rio pools on Matthew Castle Island yeah so that aside Matthew what else is new on uh, Matthew Castle Island what's going down oh. on I've got some headlines for you. Oh yeah, go hit me. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, how many of these? I got. I got six headlines for you. Oh, he's doing that thing again where he says, "I've got six jokes. I'm going to read them one by one." Right. (laughs) (laughs) Joke number one. You might like some of these headlines. You might not like some of them. We'll see. (laughs) Excellent. Some of them are niche as hell. So, what's new on Matthew Castle Island? Uh, Starfield was released, and it caused a big stink. 
Because if you bought the premium edition, you could play it seven days early. <laughs> and everyone was like, days? What the fuck? <laughs> That's one. Very good. Yeah, the context there is that time doesn't exist on Matthew Castle Island, yeah. as previously established. I can't remember if I said that on this episode or not yet. So there are two facts. The only facts I remember about Castle Island is no time, no internet. Doesn't Wario live here too? That's That doesn't factor into these headlines. Fair enough. Oh, this next one is the one I'm least sure about. <laughs> Great. Uh, it's been a very bad month for our island finances. Uh, I heard former Sing creative Rika Suzuki is working on a new game, so I quickly invested all of our finances in it, sight unseen, only then to discover that it was called Dark Auction Hitler's Estate. (laughs) (laughs) What a disaster. Have you ever tried to get Jeff Keighley to say Hitler's Estate in front of 10 million people? Forget it. The funniest tweet I saw about this was uh, VG247's Alec Donaldson saying, just like, Nintendo Direct Voice, uh, Hitler's Estate. Yeah, right. (laughs) You just can't imagine it, can you? Um, Barbie and Oppenheimer came out in the cinemas on Castle Island, uh, but because we don't have access to the internet, I was able to have a monopoly on the Barbenheimer gags, and now everyone thinks I'm really funny. Okay, very good. Uh, so you get, get a nod of approval on that one. Uh, of course, on Castle Island, we don't have the concept of time, so we actually found the non-linear structure of Oppenheimer really easy to follow. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's more than half the jokes down. We're getting there, Ken. Yeah, that's four. There's only two left. <laughs> um, I should say, not everyone is happy on Castle Island. The head of the mercenaries that I used to police the island tried to launch a coup and marched on the capital but I was able to talk them down and there was no bad blood between me and their leader, which made it especially sad when he accidentally wandered into a great pressing machine and poked himself. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, was his R-wing um, downed in mysterious circumstances for <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Charles Martinet sought asylum on the island now that he's been turfed out of his Nintendo apartment, and I granted it on the grounds that he can only tell anecdotes about working on David Fincher's The Game. <laughs> oh dear yeah that's, that's uh, it that's the news the, jo- the, the jokes are over everyone leave please the jokes are over. Leave. you can come out now that <laughs> was 10 minutes of lunchtime today <laughs> that was me thinking about what's happened that's good well i mean did um when uh yuji naka was uh convicted did he seek asylum on matthew castle island was that a thing that happened matthew uh well he would he would he would be banned um <laughs> i did have a joke about I was, I was something about prison, like rebranding prisons as really difficult escape rooms, but it didn't really go anywhere, so <laughs> I abandoned it. Fair enough. Okay. But, uh, you know, I like to show how the sausage is made, how this <laughs> disgusting, unsatisfying sausage is made. All right. Well, I appreciate your efforts. Um, so who's in the courtroom today, Matthew? Who's going to be uh, watching the trial? Because it's a sham trial. They don't get to, like, vote on yeah. who the, who's going to die or whatever, but they are there. Uh, we got a Mario with a voice that's currently under NDA. Okay, Chris Pratt, God, good stuff. God knows what voice is going to come out of him. We've got a couple of people from Starfield. Uh, we've got a companion who's got a really detailed face, but we've also got a general NPC who's just got a much sort of vaguer thing going on. We've got a load of old guys from the Jurassic Coast singing sea shanties. <laughs> right. We've got Richard B. Riddick from the Riddick <laughs> Games. Amazing. So a bit of Vin Diesel action. 
Yeah, and uh, finally we got Idris Elba promoting Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. It's quite exciting to have a celebrity in the room. I hear his uh, his flight um, has some issues on the way over, Matthew. Is, uh, do you know anything about that? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky gag there. Okay, yeah. very good. Uh, how will the defendants be punished if found guilty? They will be carried out by a swarm of adorable Pikmin, followed by another single Pikmin dragging a handgun. What happens out there, no one knows, and we will think nothing more of it. Amazing. Can we, like, vary up the Pikmin each time, too? So, like, someone can oh, get yeah. frozen, and then one can, like, get, I don't know, like, fl- one yeah, flies yeah. away. Yeah, of, of, of course. Of course. Like, it, you've got all the Pikmin, you know, at your disposal. I've got all the Pikmin at my disposal, so. All right. Well, I've, I've actually finished Pikmin 4, by the way, Matthew. Like, uh, not just the first set of content, but the second set of content. Oh, I haven't done the second set. Yeah, yeah. So it's my, my opinions on it have changed a little bit, but maybe I'll save that for a future episode. Um, so yeah, that suggests uh, bad. Uh, more mixed, but uh, okay. I did have a good, I did play it for more than thirty hours. Just pretty pretty miraculous, I think, as a as an offering. I've still got that <clears throat> Olimar twenty one day challenge mode to do, but that that seems like more of a Christmas uh, Christmas concern for Big Sammy. So um, such I as always I, I like it when I see a tweet of yours about a game like two three months after it came out but then you're doing like here's my pikmin material i really hate this motherfucker in pikmin uh, i've got a lot of time for that there's not like a huge amount of uh engagement but i i appreciate it well i just think that the highly specific nature of those jokes is more effective than starfield am i right you know what i mean like it's yeah. in terms of those kind of tweets so yeah i'm happy like fuck basically like the, the tweet matthew is referring to is like fuck Louis and Pikmin Four. Actually, that guy's like a bellend, and like you never really find out what his motives are. He's just a twat who you just you're following throughout the second half of the game, and he's teamed up with I can't remember the name of the dog, but Bad Ochi, Evil Ochi, the green <laughs> green Ochi. Um, and so yeah, it's just he's just like the worst antagonist in any game this year. So I did make a tweet to that effect, and I did indeed look up the release date of Pikmin Four and realize it's now a three month old game, and it was relevant to no one. So you know, good to discuss that on the podcast. So I like it. Uh, thanks pal i've got an opening speech here that i have okay. also hastily assembled in 10 minutes while eating a salmon dinner so uh Ooh, salmon dinner. <laughs> so yes i am i am the lawyer i'm going to be defending um the you know, lawyer. mostly some some <laughs> it's mo- already vague <laughs> let's assume they're mostly lads because let's face yeah. it that's we are that's a demographic we are trapped with on this podcast <laughs> obviously we appreciate them um ladies gentlemen hagrids jeremy peels and scoundrels of the jury that's before i knew who was in the jury and uh, there are no hagrids and jeremy peels oh, well there's uh, there can be okay thanks pal okay good we've got sega saturn jeremy peel who's just been like lowered into the situation <laughs> um okay we once again find ourselves on matthew castle island and in front of the judge declared 15th sexiest dictator in an article on the times of india bracket citation not found once again <laughs> times of india <laughs> Uh, once again i ask why must we debase ourselves in front of a man who sold out his wife's nafty sd cows for a cheap laugh on a computer games podcast (laughs) how come (laughs) how can we trust the judgment of a man who picked new super mario bros to win a podcast draft despite previously building his entire identity around hating it tastemaker The only things this man tastes are fruit pastels and beige German meats, often at the same time. Everything he knows about the law came from a dodgy fan translation of Miles Edgeworth 2 that he illegally downloaded from Kazar. <laughs> Even though he... <laughs> There's a lot of specificity in this one. <laughs> Even though he bans the internet for his own people who are famously unhappy. To my defendants, some of you will die. That's the risk you take when you are hire me as the only lawyer on this timeless hellscape. 
My only advice to those awaiting trial, when someone in your jail cell asks you to whistle into the white pipe, I ask that you politely refuse. Thank you, Your Honour. <laughs> was that worth the five minute delay of, of recording oh, the episode, that was, Matthew? That was lovely. I almost did a, a whistle into, I was going to say our national anthem is whistle into the white pipe. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I was worried about putting... Um, patreon only content in there it's a bit like trying to tease people into a dlc package by when someone enters your main game and is like hey i've got this cool thing if you can if you can come to magic island which is only (laughs) 20 pounds yeah okay so i there is a bit of a horse armor element to that gag i will uh, i will admit (laughs) so i apologize that the the whistle to the white pipe thing is a reference to a very obscure podcast me and matthew just did about an escape room um if that uh, doesn't make you want to sign up for the patreon i don't know what will well i hope the other gags at which are unpaywalls were also amusing so uh the times of india one i was quite chuffed with i was thinking yeah, that's good. what's like an seo what have i ever you know when i've googled something times of india has an article on it in like a google news box it's uh cranking out the seo content okay good <laughs> then um actually one last thing to say matthew before we get into it is um we have a games court theme now by listener adam saucier i hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly there um, but Adam is uh, on the Discord and very politely offered us the um, a theme that he made in his spare time. So we're uh, very grateful for that. So he featured it here. And uh, he his commentary on the theme is, um, I'm just glad you both like it. He sent it to me and Matthew. We both really liked it. I think it fits with, with the image of a disheveled attorney swaggering into a courtroom full of video game characters and other nonsense. Like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit scenario of cartoons and real people in the same world. That's what I visualise when writing it anyway. <laughs> okay. With that, Matthew, should we take a quick break and play the Games Court theme and then come back to it? Yeah, so next time you hear us, we will be our characters. <laughs> Entering kayfabe. <laughs> back to the podcast so we have a seconding number of games court entries to get through here i've got a slightly sore throat so excited for that to be um in an even worse state after reading out four thousand words of testimony from our listeners good god exhibit a from jimble games court judgment was harsh on me last time um having played all the Discworld games back in the day so i'm hoping to redeem my soul with these follow-ups Way back in the midst of time when video games were actually predominantly complete at the time of release and children actually played outside of the house, a young man had a Game Boy which he loved very much and would while away the hours playing a pretty significant library. I will say actually just an interlude. I started uh, reading um, House of Leaves, that book, because because people were like, oh, you can't play the My House mod in Doom without understanding that book. So I did start (laughs) reading it and I will say the slightly odd... Uh, sort of like style, stylistic choice of that book. This entry really reminds me of that. Actually, it's like a, a scrawled entry about a confusing old house. Basically, right. it's, got, it's got that energy to it. Um, this young and frankly rather handsome young fella grew up, moved on to consoles, and eventually became a sorry excuse for an adult and went to uni. Fast forward twenty years. It's a cold and drizzly Thursday evening, winter twenty twenty. The world was gripped in the icy claws of a pandemic. And this frankly fucking beautiful 38-year-old chap lusted for nostalgia. (laughs) Okay, on we go. His mother said his Game Boy existed, (laughs) but was surely hurried in 20 years of shit in her loft. That buried, I think that's meant to say. Um, Looking on eBay, the cost of a Game Boy made him vomit. 
the like the the sort of um, I and him of it all is all over the place here. But the nostalgia was <laughs> this strong is, with this This is one. worse than my Hotel Dusk review. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is worse than Matthew Castle's Hotel Dusk review. Hey, Jimbo backs us on Patreon, Matthew. You pay £4.50, I'll read out anything you send in, okay? That's fine. <laughs> Even if it's like a Thank diet. Thank you, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, Pat, cheers, Jimbo. Um, okay, so basically we've got an original Game Boy, four games. Uh, we've got DuckTales, Super Mario Land, Pokemon Red, and T2 brackets, which is awful. Um, for the sum of £85. <laughs> it's a lovely conditioned little thing. However, 10 minutes after firing up, the nostalgia had passed, and alas, it sits on a shelf looking lovely now. Um, so, an original Game Boy, Matthew. Like, so, the games are fine, I think. I don't know much about DuckTales on Game Boy, but Super Mario Land, obviously a classic. Um, still very enjoyable on Switch, I think. And... Mm-hmm. Pokemon Red can't argue with a bit of Pokemon Red. I don't think yeah. it's well. You know, you maybe you can, but most people wouldn't. Yeah. Um, justifiable. I would say actually, Pokemon Red is potentially driving that price up just because original Pokemon games tend to go for a little bit, but it's not too bad. Uh, Eighty-five pounds though. I don't know if that was below fifty, I'd be like, oh, bargain, easy to defend. Not so was sure. That, at this was stage. that for the console as well? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Tricky one. What do I you mean... got? Well, whenever there's a, whenever there's one of these um, testimonies which admits to something being awful, that always sets off alarm bells. Like you're you're fighting for your life here, and you say, "Ah, oh, like one one quarter of this is bad," which is what I'm hearing from T two. So I'm thinking like I'm thinking like a downwards thumb sliding into the lava at the end of Terminator two. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the image which pops into my head. Have the red, um, have, have the red Pikmin lowered him into into the lava bath? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they love it. Um, <laughs> um, they're having a great time. For ref- just like dancing around it. <laughs> for reference, Pokemon Red goes for about um, twenty five to thirty eight forty quid with um, with no box on eBay. So you know that's yeah. probably about half the price accounted for there. It's also like it's just a bit rotten now, though, isn't it? You well, know, Pokemon you Red playing. You want to play modern Pokemon if you're going to play anything. I don't know. I think they. I think they still got a lot of appeal. I think the best thing that Nintendo could do is is stick the um, uh, Fire Leaf and uh, what's it called Fire Leaf, Fire Red and Leaf Green on um, Nintendo Switch Online. That would be really good. But uh, I don't know. Th- this is like uh, surely when it comes to like a nostalgia play for Pokemon, these are the ones where it's justifiable. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, just per- personally, I have no, I have no investment, and uh, this is where people tuning into Games Court for the first time realize how how uh how little logic <laughs> factors into any of my thinking uh well just fucking kill just, him then damn it get on with it's it it's just personal wins uh, <laughs> i don't know i i think i think that that smacks a little bit of like basic bitch game boy it doesn't do anything for me there's nothing truly quirky or interesting in there it's the obvious hits a couple of you know licensed things that i don't really care about I want to. I want to give the the Pitman a workout. <laughs> just test they're still working. Fair enough. Yeah, just make sure they do. So I'm gonna chuck. I'm looking at. I've got to weigh it up and work out how many Pitmen it is. I'd say it's fifty Pitmen, ten Pitmen for the Game Boy, and then two Pitmen for each of the cartridges. <laughs> Excellent. That's good. Uh, I lost sixty Pitmen on the final boss of the game, by the way, and that was um. That by the end of it, I was just swearing at the my Nintendo Switch, like for fuck's sake, I was just shouting at it, basically. So uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay, sorry, Jimbo, you are dead, but I do appreciate your contribution and wish you well. The classic Samuel Roberts wishes you well um, situation. 
Exhibit B. This is from Adam to Ooh, there's Noku. A, there's a gunshot from outside the courtroom. <laughs> I don't know what that relates to. No one could really say. You know, that's, <laughs> Who knows? There were no witnesses. You know what I mean? Oh, um, a red Pikmin has now re-entered the courtroom, and he looks slightly haunted. <laughs> okay, sounds like one of my Pikmin, to be honest. Um, hello, chaps. As we're hitting the mid part of the year, uh, this is said a little while ago. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> yeah. I thought now is the perfect time to chronicle what I've been purchasing of late. Firstly, a bit of preamble. Oh, God. My brother's uh, Wii console was sitting at my parents' house, gathering dust for what seems like an eternity. Thankfully, my brother was kind enough to let me rescue it free of charge, so I now own a Wii, which I'm using for the main purposes it was invented, to play GameCube games. Here's what I have so far obtained. Eternal Darkness, £30. Soul Calibur 2, the one with Link as a playable character. Thanks for establishing that it's not fucking <laughs> Necrid and Spawn. Um, tw- <laughs> 12 pounds. Um, Crazy Taxi, 12 pounds. Star Wars Rogue Leader, 12 pounds. Rebel Strike, 12 pounds. Seeing a pan here. Burnout 2, 12 pounds. F-Zero GX, 40 pounds. Because I felt I at least needed to buy one Wii game, I purchased one of Matthew Castle's best games on the console, Red Steel, for 50p. And finally, <laughs> and finally, the one game that may sink me. Oh, God. Oh, God, Matthew. Okay, it's going to be a good entry. I ended up buying the one Persona game that I've wanted for quite some time, Persona 2 on PSP, £130. Oh, I am a God. Persona guy, so hopefully you won't judge me too much. So Adam's the one who's got the little Joker symbol on Discord. Seems like a good dude. Um, so... That's really interesting. So we've got yeah, we've got a bunch of GameCube classics there, and uh, also Persona Two, which I actually think the GameCube games might have gotten away with it because there's nothing in there that's too egregious. I don't think. In no, fact, I mean it's they are literally all in my GameCube collection. I've not got a problem with that. They're all good games. Well, uh, Rebel Strikes with its <laughs> on foot segments is a is a little bit heinous, but Crazy Taxi. What's the Matthew Castle take on Crazy Taxi? Oh, actually, no. Sorry, I don't have Crazy Taxi. Uh I like the idea of Crazy Taxi. I support it in an arcade environment. I've never really got the having it at home element of it. <laughs> I sort of get your point. Um, weirdly, like when I played it in the arcade last time, it had frame rate problems, and I found that really confusing. And that's when it kind of hit me hard that like I could just be playing it on my phone with like better technology than they have in the oh, arcades. And I was like, but I just Damn. its whole vibe is like big and obnoxious. And look at me, you know, it's it's just oh, it's, it's so pu- good. It's, pu- it's pure arcade, yeah, but it is. Pu- it's like a pure arcade experience. I don't know. I would never want to play more than 10 minutes of that game. You know, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to get home and play another five hours of Crazy Taxi. It would do your head in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I but remember... I, I'm not holding that against him. I know that, you know, it's it's fine. The Persona. Ah. Those games are kind of weird, actually, because there were a bunch of, like, quite nice versions of Persona they did for PSP, including Persona 3 Portable, which is the one that they ported, I think, to um, Xbox. And they did do 1 and 2 as well. So this is actually like your time to kind of pick up the series. Um, and it was only like on sale for... I feel like it, they made limited quantities of them. They did some quite nice limited editions of them. So I can see right. why this is shot up. But I don't think there's any game where I would pay 130 quid. The most I've played for a game is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, which is being saved for a future games court where I will reveal the price I paid. Oh, my God. Um, and that's to be decided at another time. But, yeah. yeah, 130 quid, that's just... You could just buy... You could buy other things with that, and they probably will put Persona 2 on other formats eventually. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. I, I keep thinking of, of my Japanese crime books. Right. And 
I, I've spent some, like, extortionate amounts on, you know, a tatty used copy of a book. I feel like if this is, if this is absolutely your thing, and it's a cool thing to, like, have, you know? Like, it's, it's not like that guy who spent, like, hundreds of pounds on, like, weird, bad Silent Hill games or whatever, you know? Like, it's, it's fundamentally Persona, good series, interesting thing. I haven't played Persona 2. Uh... I don't know. I almost like the madness of it. Okay, so it sounds like a not guilty to me. You know what? Yeah, I, 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 solid GameCube collection. Like this thing taking pride of place at the heart of the thing, which means a lot to you. I mean, the fact that you've got a Persona avatar on Discord suggests that you know you're all in on this stuff. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna. I think that's okay. Wow. Okay. There you go. So uh, the guy who paid more for Persona Two than the last guy paid for a Game Boy and four games by £50 <laughs> as, <laughs> is not guilty. Um, that's, okay. but, that, but that's because it's interesting. That guy bought a lot of boring Game, but game Boy games. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like an interesting little spread, but fair yeah. enough. This is definitely like a strong list of GameCube games. That's a thing. Like, I can't argue with that. Me and yeah, them... if, anything, if anything, without the persona, I might kill this guy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's preposterous. Because, just, just, again, like, the collection is just good. It's just good and solid. It's just a good, solid collection of GameCube games. There's nothing to kind of set my heart racing in the same way as spending 130 quid on Persona 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, cheers to that, Adam. You are, you are not guilty. Another victory for my um, dubious law firm, which is about to be struck off any day now by the bar. Okay, Exhibit C. If you like, uh, if you like uh, interesting, expensive oddities in Games Court, Matthew, you're in for a treat. I mean, that isn't a blanket rule. <laughs> Fair enough. I reserve the right to I can't also wait. be very judgmental of that. This might be my favourite entry of this time because it's just so ridiculous. So this is on Jelly Bob. Not quite a game, but I feel I should hand myself in for the purchase of the Logitech Heavy Equipment Bundle, which I picked up <laughs> during a particularly deep farming simulator binge. In my defence, <laughs> it was merely, in Verticom, as £160, rather than right. its usual price of £230. Unfortunately... It arrived more or less as my urge to um, to play Farming Sim subsided, but I've since used it for a bit of Euro Truck Simulator and as the world's most expensive mute button from Google Meet. At the moment, it's mostly <laughs> being used as a place to hang my hoodie, but I'm still convinced I'll set out for Space Sims at some point. So, I when but it's got tractor buttons, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like this is like a tractor interface controller. Yeah, it's basically like Steel Battalion for tractors, right? That's kind of like the, the vibe of it. Um, I actually just, I picture something much more like a real tractor you sit in when um, I got this entry, but it's not that exactly. So, Matthew, what's your take on this one? I, again, I kind of get it. You know, I, I, you're kind of obsessed with this thing and you, you want to buy something that, that, that kind of fulfills that obsession. I, I was kind of with it until he talked a little bit about like what he used it for, which is slightly cursed, like a hoodie hanging off it. That's just like a little bit too close to what's going on in my dining room where I record this podcast <laughs> and I turn my head and I see all these like bits of flight simulator that we got sent when I was on Rock Paper Shotgun for Flight Simulator. They kind of kitted us out with all the controls and now they just they sort of sit under the table. The cats occasionally rub themselves against the various pedals and whatever because they've got that kind of rough shape. One of them's got my books on how to do magic piled up on top. Oh, bless. That book is just the best because it just it hints at a dream that was never fully fulfilled. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's tough. I don't know. I need to look up a picture of this thing. Okay, cause it's got a steering wheel. Like, it, it isn't just, like, mad 
sticks and levers is what I was imagining for some reason, even though I know that tractors have wheels. Yeah, it's uh, like it's not it's not quite uh, steel battalions overdoing it a little bit. Well, the, the the main controller's got like loads of buttons on it. I don't know. It is quite funny that he presses one of those buttons to mute his Google Google uh, Hangouts or whatever. <laughs> Big farming hardware. I don't know. It's it's just a, it's a little bit it's a little bit too goofy and and sort of funny for me to be like properly cross about it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I just yeah. I think that like sometimes when you buy these things, it's a matter of how much value we get out of a spread of games rather than just one. And it does look like something you can use for like um, uh, Euro Truck and it not be a big deal. So you know, it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go to waste. Um, not sure about using it for space simulators though. They don't, spaceships don't have steering wheels, do they? They tend to have more complex controls than that. But um, yeah, they're they're more like yeah, like flight sticks, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I work on Elite Dangerous, but yeah, let's just say I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some, you know, there are some spaceships which are probably more like tractor space tractors. You know, like it sounds like. It sounds like a not guilty to me, Matthew. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. Well done, Jelly Bob. Um, so you can continue hanging your underpants on there or whatever, and Matthew will, despite reminding Matthew of his own um, living room, uh, he is otherwise happy with your purchase. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Exhibit D. So uh, I like the idea if he's in like an important Google chat for work or whatever. <laughs> And then he presses like the wrong button. It just sets off a huge tractor horn in the middle of his meeting that he then has to desperately justify to his boss. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's, that is that is a funny thought. Just like I'm on with the CEO, and it's like, oh no, I accidentally turned on the combine harvester. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh dear. Okay, exhibit D. Um, okay, you need a bit of context here, Matthew. So I made a photo. The photo has eight yellowing nezzers in it. Okay, oh, so. God. <laughs> So we're off this to a good start. already serial killer's den, but go for it. <laughs> the NES with the missing cartridge slot cover in this photo is my childhood console. The other eight, however, okay, there were nine, are the result of me and a friend getting really into retro gaming in our teens. They were purchased as a job lot on eBay around 2006. Fucking ancient games court. We'll describe, well, time, again, doesn't exist, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. this, this technically is happening now. <laughs> and tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, except it's is, weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> All described as faultier without any cables, it was £5 for the console and £20 for shipping. Our initial plan was to repair and sell them, and we followed through on the first part before realising that buying power supplies would make the whole venture unprofitable. <laughs> They've now spent the better part of two decades sitting in my old wardrobe at my parents' house. In our defence, I now have no intention of selling them because they're far more valuable as an amusing anecdote and fond teenage memory than they would be on eBay. That said, I should probably just get rid of the shoebox with RF cables that we bought for them. Which is just visible on the shelf yeah. below. Uh, that's from with ad. Um, so eight nezzers that don't work. Thoughts, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Cluttering your poor mother's house. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Better. Your your mother has. Uh, we've got her in as a special witness, and she's asked you to be put to death. So um, that's good. Um, this story it almost has the beginnings of like the life story of someone who went on to do something really big and important like oh, did you watch that tetris film with old hank rogers yeah it, was, it wasn't very good really it was a bit no but like the idea of like we started off as enterprising kids we decided to buy a load of old nezzes and update them and sell them on and and then in 
in one timeline we used the, we did that and we used the profits to make our first games console and now we own apple like that's the story that's that's the that's the dream version like what you never hear is the more likely outcome that someone has a big dream buys a fuckload of old nezzes and then just doesn't do anything with them and they end up in a cupboard being pain. Um, uh, I really like that this is like the life path of it's a very different life. Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like we should probably put this person out of their misery. I think so. So which pick are they going to be taking with Ad away? Uh, well, we need... Because uh, it'll be quite spectacular, the eight Nezes also being carried. So let's have flying Pikmin to kind <laughs> of, like, lift them through the air. It'll be like a proper warning to history. Everyone can see, like, in the streets, they'll see this guy getting carried, then a parade of eight Nezes, then a gap. And then one flying Pikmin with a handgun. <laughs> and people will be like, I like the first bit of the parade, but that last bit, it left me uneasy. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Such is, uh, such is life on Matthew Castle Island. Well, so, actually, right? they, yeah, I mean, that's that's perfectly normal. They'd be like, go figure, I'd be worried if there wasn't a pink Pikmin with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's uh, That was a really good entry, though, so thank you for that one. Without... Great entry. Yeah, thank- really I-, I love that story. Um, yeah, I'll tweet out. <laughs> I'll tweet out the photo too, if that's okay with you, and I'll just um, yeah, so people have the context. Of that, it's so. the yellow. You just know that those things are fucking yellow as shit. Yeah, they look like world building in some kind of like first person horror game. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, and this is like the killer's eight yellowing nezzers um, from a previous life. Okay, it's got the energy of. Fur- have you ever read that? Who was the guy who made the furniture out of people? Uh, I don't was know. That Ed- was that Ed Gain? Uh, maybe oh one of the one of the famous American you can look them up on Wikipedia and there's like a list of what the police found their house their whole thing was that they basically turned people into furniture and it's just seeing the list in like the you know just the light of day where it's kind of you know eight chairs made out of human bones a lampshade made out of back skin and it just sort of went down and then the final thing on the list was just a pair of lips on a string what i like about that is is that you you using they because you didn't want to misgender a serial killer who makes well, furniture out of people. I don't, he, he, he had he had some <laughs> lips on a string i just like the idea that someone had all Matthew's pronoun respect goes deep. I appreciate it. That's good. But it's 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 just the idea that someone has all these bodies. They made all this furniture, and then they're like, "Hmm, lips. What do I do with them lips? I'll just put them on a bit of string, I guess." Yeah. Maybe I'll make a coaster out of this later, kind of thing. That's Uh, the bit where you know they're truly mad, because at least the other things are functional. Exactly. Anyway, that's that's what I think of when I hear eight yellowing nezzers. Next month, we'll have someone submit like a, one of those fucking stools to Games Court or something. So uh, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Exhibit E uh, from GGA Bronco, um, who actually wrote a much longer entry um, for this. Heard one of the episodes where we said we hate people telling us their fucking life story before they give <laughs> us the entries, and then rewrote it. So... Okay, right. my previous version was rightly castigated for being far too long. So... In 1999, an independent game shop in Southampton had in stock an imported Japanese Dreamcast. They'd stuck a £225 price tag on it, and I decided I must have it. I filled a camping bag full up to the brim with box PC games, and notably my beloved PS1 and any games I had for it. Altogether, I'd taken an easily 30 games. I'm not sure why I thought this would be enough when they totaled it up. It came to about £90. 
Instead of going home, I sold it all for the following. Star Wars Episode 1, Pod Racer, £30. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, The Game, £30. A PC game so mediocre, I can't even remember it. Um, <laughs> and they said, like, a game that's a bit like Toonstruck, £30. I submit this preamble to contextualise the value of money used to build this, by this middling set of games. Pod Racer was pretty good. Wait. So he went in with the dream of the Japanese Dreamcast and he settled for Pod Racer, a tie-in of Episode 1 and some game which is like Tombstruck. And lost a PS1. A PS1. Like, even I 999, mean, a PS1, is, like, worth holding on I mean, to, that, surely. That, that is, like... That's got big Jack's mother, Jack gets back from the market, how much did you sell the cow for, this one magic bean. <laughs> it's got that, except... Those three, two shit games and one okay games. I'm going to assume that the game which is like... He's asking me to evaluate a game he hasn't even named. That's hard. <laughs> that's I'm going to assume it... If you can't remember the name of it, it's bad, right? Yeah, that's true. And like, I actually don't mind Toonstruck itself. Like, I, wouldn't, I would have had a little bit more respect for that. But something like Toonstruck, I can only imagine what point-and-click horror that actually was. <laughs> it's Star, a bad license game and pod racer, like... They ain't making a beanstalk. They ain't taking you up to that castle full of all them treasures. No, it's t- it's a powerful analogy to uh, underline the uh, the fault here. Um, so well done, Matthew. I was very won over by your uh, literary prowess there. It was great stuff. Um, yeah. So I think as well, like if these were like if that was like an N sixty four pod racer, I'd be like, oh, cool, that'll hold its value. PC games just drop like a stone in value. So um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd in retrospect, I'd rather have had my PS One and any games you had for your PS One, which I know would have been more appealing than this set. I think in the modern oh, that day. is that's that's terrible, and also just sort of just bending so quickly to like, oh, I can't have what I want, so let's just get this crap instead. Like, it's just just a terrible state of affairs, really. It's really bummed me out. This story. There's a lot um, of like historical game score entries popping up this time. Like, there's a lot of. Is there a statute? Of, oh no, no, because there's no time, right? So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. There's no statute limitations because time doesn't exist. No, 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 no. We established um, this before. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm putting each of those games on the floor. I'm chucking a rock pick me each of them. The discs <laughs> are shattered. No one will ever have to play them again. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's standard red Pikmin for the rest. Uh, no parading through town for you. You are it's it's just too too weird a collection to have uh, to share with the public. Fair enough. You got to do one where you drop the heavy Pikmin on one of them, Matthew. That'd be good. <laughs> oh yeah, I keep forgetting about the fat the fat boys. Yeah, well they're not they're not fat. They're just dense. You know what I mean? They're just like with they're matter. They're quite big. They're the purple ones, right? Yeah, they're in the little bit chunky, but they're not like I think in the game they're just like dush when they land. They're like one of you and me landing, do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, okay, good. Um we're on to exhibit F. This is sort of a reverse games court, as it's some things I sold rather than purchased. But I asked for leniency okay. for my violation of the format and crimes. Also it's too long. For the launch of three sixty, I had pre ordered my console at a local store whose owners I knew well. Fuck me, another historical one. I went in to collect it. They had a bunch of large white display boxes with a 360 logo on them. As the Xbox box jokes had been big during the previous generation, I asked to take two of the display boxes. Returning home with these two boxes, I realised I couldn't think of a good joke to do with them at college, but wondered about eBaying them instead using my mum's eBay account. I listed each box as Xbox 360 box, brand new, but made very clear in the listing that these were simply boxes and not consoles. This is around Xbox 2005. And both sold for around £15 to people who were planning to prank their family with the Xbox boxes. 
one guy we sold it to sent back a message later saying something along the lines of ha 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 great laugh gary was so pissed off which isn't very notable the other buyer <laughs> took a long time to leave any feedback and as my mum really cared about her ebaying rating at the time this was chased up several times almost a month after the empty box had delivered the seller sent a left a single message that still haunts me lower case with no punctuation it simply read my son was very upset they also <laughs> left the lowest possible feedback rating which my mum was very upset by i still wonder if the buyer really knew what they were buying and if i really did upset a small child somewhere in the uk that christmas I used the almost £30 profit I had I had made to buy Cameo from a mate who didn't like oh. it. God, this is a curse story. Oh my I didn't... God. <laughs> I didn't like it either. <laughs> I think this was karmic in some way. Yes. Unrelated, in preparation for the Mission Impossible XXL ranking pod, I bought the N64 game for £18 shipped. Well, I'm just adding insult to injury here, Matthew. At present, it has not arrived. I do not own an N64. God. <laughs> wow. Holy shit, that was like the sort of um, shut up and dance um, sort of Black Mirror episode version of a Games Court entry. That was like, <laughs> it was a bleak as fuck, but also quite compelling. Um, that's from Tab Dill. I don't know how to, how to pronounce that. Um, but thank you for your entry. i got to say, Matthew, people who sell like the manual or the box of a thing you want on eBay are kind of the worst. Because you see it all the time. I saw this at Ghost Trick loads. People are like, I've got the box for Ghost Trick. And you're like, well, where is the fucking game, you numbnut? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a what? bit of that that goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you probably don't get this as someone who doesn't buy secondhand games. No, but I, what, why what's would your... you... as long as it's clear what you're buying. Yeah, I like the idea of the mum who... She must have known what she was getting, but then just didn't like the joke when she was faced with it, you know, <laughs> on Christmas Day. She didn't like what she'd become. And so that she tried to pass it on with the negative feedback. That there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tough details in this one, uh, like the the act of like the act of trying to like spread a little bit of like cruelty and disappointment in the world with this joke is like that's bad. The fact <laughs> that he hurt his mum's eBay rating <laughs> that isn't ideal. <laughs> um, the mission it's not bad, but it's not ideal. The Mission Impossible, like in itself, isn't heinous because it's it's kind of a it's kind of a quirky pick. Uh, but like buying it for a console that doesn't exist, that's a, it's a stupid, stupid, isn't it? I just don't get it. Why would you do that? Like, what what's? It's not like an aesthetically pleasing thing to have on a shelf, like a copy of the N sixty four game of Mission Impossible. I I just don't get it. And the cameo of it all. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely cursed. Oh, definitely, definitely cursed. cursed. Like, if if this guy <laughs> doesn't get executed in this court, I think there'll be uproar. Like, like Richard B. Riddick will kick off, basically. Oh, everyone will kick up, kick off. The 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 sailors will sing like a really angry shanty. <laughs> um, desperately tries to think of who else is in the courtroom. Mario, <laughs> Mario companion. will say say an expletive that none of us will be able to repeat because it's under NDA. <laughs> I've been trying to like woo one of the companions, um, but then it didn't work out. So I'm starting to woo the less detailed companion instead. Matthew, <laughs> see how that goes. The person from Starfield will tell us how outraged she is, but she'll tell it. She actually says it straight into a wall. She's got a back to us for some reason. That happens in Starfield. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't wait to hear your Starfield takes now. What a what a tease that is! We've got to keep out. We're keeping our Starfield takes secret from each other, aren't we? Yeah, I've not played that much of it still, to be honest, because I was playing My House and Pikmin Four. Don't ask <laughs> what's gone wrong with me this year. The, the answer is a lot, Matthew. <laughs> um, no, we we, we got to kill this guy. Um, 
how do all right we, george w bush how do we kill him what's the what's like the what's the weirdest we haven't done ice yet got ice yeah too obvious too obvious i'm trying to think of what's like uh, this is this is a this is a disturbing case so let's pick the most disturbing pitmen the freaky white ones okay. little red eyes yeah what do they do again what's their whole deal they're they're, they're like, like toxic ones well, they're like poison resistant. Yeah, they don't really poison yeah. anyone. They just they're just like resistant. But that to suggests they've got poison in their vein. If anything, this is such a toxic entry that only a Pikmin who is poison resistant can possibly touch these games and this person and take them out back to who knows what. <laughs> okay, so guilty. All right, good. We're on to entry G. <laughs> good, he says. You're the defense attorney. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean, ah, oh, terrible. Oh damn. <laughs> I'm just gonna write a dear John letter to your mum who you ruined her ebay rating oh it's so damn wasn't he a great dude apart from that one time he bought cameo oh that's terrible that is um there you go i've done my cursory um job and uh, i get to go home with my um 45 pounds a day salary on this <laughs> yeah. island so that's good that's a fortune um, in castle island <laughs> uh i have uh, this is exhibit g from tanner I've returned from the dead after a guilty verdict for having too complicated of a 3ds purchase with a simpler acquisition this is a guy who bought um who's like uh he bought like a 3ds xl matthew but he was german or american and it didn't work or something like that it was it was like a whole thing the listeners might remember it um sin and punishment star success of a 30 dollars this is a good one right it will be basically be my first rail shooter outside of Star Fox 64 and res my brother saw it at a used game store and called me for a confirmation to buy and i thought it would have been way more just for the record, basically, I'm an American living in Germany. I bought a 3DS XL, but had to jailbreak it for my American collection. Oh, that does make sense, actually. That was, uh, yeah, like I say, Tanner. So, Sin and Punishment star successor, Matthew. Can't remember. I think that might have come up in the Wii draft. This is the second one, isn't it? Not the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's a, you know, it's a, a great Sin and Punishment, and there's only two of them, and they're both great. Um, yeah, you know, Sin and Punishment, you kind of play, you're on the kind of foreground where you can move left and right and can jump about but you can also shoot into the screen so maybe like a little bit kind of space harrier ish in kind of how it looks in terms of that shooting into the screen uh, but obviously this one with the wii pointer which was a really good match for it um yeah like it's you can't really kill people for buying cool treasure games like that's just a rule especially on castle island where we like those things i think this is okay i mean that you can play Sin and Punishment with the slightly horrible uh, Wii Virtual Console controls on the Switch. You know, it has those slightly weird mapping issues, so maybe buying the original and playing it on an original Wii is is the best way to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's cool that you can play that original on I, there, but I, they should they should they should excavate this one. It's like one of the few like hardcore Wii games, and I, not many people played it. I am intrigued by the detail of like my brother found this and then called me to say, "Shall I buy it?" Like he's some kind of like you've got scamps out in the world going to pre-owned game shops or something. What's to do with that? <laughs> yeah, like a broker or something like that. Yeah. Um, We've got it now. We've got access to this game now. It's gonna go. I have to. I have to have the word. Can I spend thirty dollars on it? It's like that's how I imagine people build basketball teams. (laughs) You've been watching Winning Time again, haven't you? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) We got this great kid. He's so good at throwing. Can we spend a million on him? Um, It's like that, except sin and punishment. Amazing, Matthew. <laughs> watching Winning Time is like an indictment of how bad TV is this year. I would say, like, it's, there's just nothing else to distract him. TV but yeah. is. I'm having a good time this year in TV. Fair enough. Yeah, Winning Time is one of those unusual things because you don't like basketball, 
Um, what is the appeal of winning time to you? Uh, I well, I always liked the the line that they had on the ringer, which is like, "It's the American, the crown." You know, it's right. it's 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 the sweep of history told through the kind of factual bones of what happened, but with like big melodrama. Like, I may not appreciate the sport, but I can appreciate the uh, complex network of human emotions that make up a a uh, striving basketball team. <laughs> I see. What's their version of the Alice Horriblest? They have one, like uh, well, uh, the it's, divorce. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably when Magic Johnson hurts his knee for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a nice little review of Winning Time. There, available on Now TV and HBO Max. So, yeah, uh, yeah. thank you, thank you for that, Matthew. That was okay. his Aeneas Horriblest. His horrible knee. <laughs> oh, so this guy's not guilty, right? We have to. Yeah, not guilty. There. Let him go. Okay. There you go. Hearing numerous. I heard that. Um, had a gunshot then. I think it was the original red Pikmin who the, the guilt got to him. So he just took, <laughs> oh, he took his own life. That's bleak. <laughs> um, but but um, I've been like, love lowered him into the Rio. So he'll be back with us in no time. Oh, so, phew. Uh, so he still has to live with his terror. He now has to live with even more bad shit that's happened to him. Because <laughs> he's not only got the memory of the life he took, but his, uh, his own life that he took. <laughs> I'm pleased that we can make jokes about um, Pikmin dying because, uh, like you say, if the, the game doesn't take the, their deaths that seriously, then why should we, basically? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, this is from John. I have no further information on who John is. Um, exhibit H. Hi, gents. Today I bought Demon Souls PS5 from CX for £22. Not a particularly controversial purchase, however, I've never played a Souls game and I'm not normally one who enjoys overly challenging games. Should I be pulped for buying a game I almost certainly won't get on with? Before I receive my um, fate, I have a recommendation for Samuel. Recently, I was listening to an old episode during which Samuel mentioned that he wished there was a good modern 2D Batman game a la Shredder's Revenge. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend you check out Batman the Brave and the Bold on Wii. Now, John, you just made an accidental error there, which is you recommended a way forward game in front of Judge Castle. And we know how he feels about those, don't we, Matthew? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like certain, certain trigger words in this court I don't want to hear. And <laughs> I like way forward game. It's one of them. Four of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have that. Um, oh. But Demon Demon Souls for twenty two quid. I mean, I mean, it's a really nice version. Demon Souls. Even if you're just vaguely curious about a Souls like you've never played one. Yeah. It's probably not a, not a bad way to dip your toe into the water and see yeah, how you I, feel, I, right? Yeah. I bought I bought this thing like full price, and I'm I'm basically the same. I know that I have a terrible time with with these games um but it's you know a cool thing to have it is an absolutely amazing like looking version I and mean, it's it's still probably one of the more like next gen feeling ps5 games um mm. this far on from launch you know mainly because it was a ps5 only game it's kind of all singing all dancing in terms of using all the the goofy functionality of the ps5 which i know doesn't matter to most people but it has that kind of the, the early kind of mad years of any console where everyone's like all in on it i i, I always like that that period yeah i know like do do play it like you might surprise yourself it's 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 got a slightly different energy to the other ones um but i would i would definitely give it a go and i'm gonna let you live um provided that you do give it a go otherwise the pitmen will come and get you i'm gonna send I'm weighing up how big this guy is. I'm going to send 50 Pikmin with you, and they're going to stay at your house. And if you don't <laughs> play it, they're going to take you when you're asleep and take you out back. And, uh, well, let's see what happens out back. <laughs> the little one whispers, whistle into the white pipe. 
That's yeah, the white pipe. That's what one of the white Pikmin says. That's extra creepy. He goes whistling to the white pipe, and you're like, uh oh, this is bad. Uh, got quite a lot. Got quite a lot of not guilty verdicts so far, actually. So Judge Castle not as bloodthirsty as he normally is. Oh, they, um, they've, they've been good. They've been good picks. I've got not quite a lot of beef with them. Oh fuck it! One of these is so long. I think we should just pop them on principle. Um, <laughs> it, it was so long, Matthew. They had to write two two sections for it on the Discord. Um, oh. But that's not this one. That's the okay. next one. So um, okay. I like that you're Exhibit looking line. ahead and like you're in a bad mood now with your current client because you know the next client is the real difficult one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so there is a there is a bit of that. I sort of like I strive to give everyone their their day in court. Um, but if you wrote t- too much text for me to read out, my throat is t- slightly sore. Then who knows? I might turn on you and uh, assist the judge in uh, having some Pikmin assassinate you. Okay, Exhibit I. This is from Reg McFly. Dear Games Court, I went on a Wii U rampage recently to try and get as close to a full set of PAL games as possible. That must have taken you about fucking 15 minutes. The following <laughs> were picked up from CEX slash random shops and eBay. Um, Batman Arkham City Armored Edition, Matthew's favorite Wii U game, £6. Um, Call of Duty Ghost, uh, £8. Fast Racing Neo, physical edition, still sealed, £13. That sounds rough. That's, one of, the Marvel... sh- that's one of the Shinin ones, isn't it? Oh, okay. Okay, we'll Up get there we'll with WayForward. Oh, <laughs> overrated. Lego Marvel Superheroes three pounds. This is where I confess I've not played any of them. Oh, but it did encourage me to play Arkham City on Steam for a bit. Please don't pulp me. I gotta say, I'm not the judge here, but those are not interesting Wii U purchases, in my opinion, Matthew. Those are kind of like bottom of the CEX barrel purchases, as opposed to things that are actually exciting, like Star Fox Zero or you know xenoblade chronicles x but what do you think judge just just run me through a list of the names again arkham city armored edition um call of duty ghost fast racing neo lego marvel superheroes i do like lego marvel superheroes but it's there's nothing like specifically wii u-ish about it um you can get on any format for like no money yeah batman with added electro fists just what it always needed said no Mm. one ever um Shinnen, who I the Shinnen Racer game, like their whole thing was, we can make amazing graphics happen on on underpowered Nintendo hardware. But then they just made very boring F Zero clones and a very bad platformer uh, called Jet Rocket. Uh, I'm ah. I'm not a fan, and I'm like, I'm sure there's lots of other Wii U adjacent judges who would celebrate that, but you've managed to find the one who uh, does not like Shinnen games and. Uh, unfortunately, that one has sealed your fate. Has uh, the shitting games got big? Um, uh, the conduit on Wii Energy, Matthew. Is that yeah, vibe? it's very, it's very much kind of like probably like average games, but like lifted above their state. Like this, this obsession and this chip on the shoulder some Nintendo writers had about how games looked on Nintendo platforms. They are, just the, the way they just go to shit the second anything shiny came along. It was huh. sad. It was fucking desperate. Who cares? If games don't yeah. look as shiny as other platforms, they don't look as shiny as other platforms. You just have to deal with that and like reset your expectations rather than going, ooh, this looks so good. No, this, um, yeah, this guy's toast. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, if you listen to the rumours, Matthew, they've probably got that Matrix demo running on Switch 2, so uh, oh, who knows? Um, if not, I look forward to playing the, the Conduit Remastered um, oh. coming to uh, in, in a particularly cursed Nintendo Direct. Um, um, okay, so that's a gu- we got guilty, right? Yeah, but in 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 honor of in honor of Shinnan, I will send or shine in or however it's pronounced. I will send out I'll send out the ice Pikmin um, to turn some water into some ice because it's quite a nice graphical effect. So it'll be quite pretty as he gets taken off around the back of the courtroom um, with another little ice Pikmin following behind with a handgun. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, here comes the long one. Fuck it out. I'm so sorry for the amount of words from Samuel Roberts you're about to hear, listeners. You deserve better than this. And it's all right as long as it's funny as the pube story. Uh, I don't think, it, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's summer vacation and I have nothing to do at work, so time for a submission. Obligatory preamble time. Ugh. I've been living in Japan for the past five years, but last December, I finally had the money to go to the UK and partake in one of my favourite hobbies, travelling the country visiting every CEX I could find and buying semi-cheap video games. My partner in England, for the first time, didn't appreciate that particular activity, but I did get Max Payne for eight, £6 in one of them, so it evens out. Some of these purchases were in Japan, so I'll put their... Um, yen and rough pound equivalent so we've got Final Fantasy 13 Trilogy 360 um, £1.50 for the whole thing uh, wait no so we've got the first so 13 150 10 uh, sorry 13 2 250 Lightning Returns £4 I believe is what, what they paid there right 8 quid for the lot usually going for £15 each digital I had these on PS2 but I'll do anything I can to never have to turn that on again Matthew empathises there I think yeah. you've got to have the backwards compatibility I'm stuck halfway into the first one, but enjoying it for what it is. Prey, PS4, £4. Max Payne and Xbox, £6. You already mentioned that one. Marbles, Balance, Challenge, Wii, £15. Back in the day, Endgamer said the sequel to the excellent Kurorimpa was really good, and I seem to remember it going for over £40 last time I was in England. Had to buy an impulse for that reason, but sadly didn't get a chance to play it before having to go back. I'm sure, I assume someone from uh, Endgamer traded in like 400 copies of that, Matthew, and uh, <laughs> brought, the, brought the price down. Call of Duty Infinite slash Advanced uh, slash Modern Warfare um, PS4. We've got £4, £6 and £9 respectively there. That seems pretty good for Modern Warfare. For some reason, Call of Duty is one of the only Western games that releases in Japan entirely in Japanese. No option for English text or even voices. I like the campaign, so I thought I'd stock up on the last few years while the opportunity was there. Also, Jon Snow is in one. All right, yeah, it's uh, he's in the the space one. We got to talk about that game sometime. People quite like that game. We're gonna get Jeremy on to talk about all the campaigns. Would that be a good oddball two giant men play one if we just talked about the sci-fi cod that no one likes? Would that be a good episode, or would (laughs) no one listen to that one? I'd be up for that. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? It only take it wouldn't take too much work to actually get through it, so that might be good. (laughs) All right, um, Akami and Final Fantasy XII Xbox One. um, That's like thirteen pounds each. Um, two favourites from the end of the PS2 era. I already have them on PS4, uh-oh, but wanted to replay with a fresh set of achievements because that means something for me, to me for some reason. Silent Hill Homecoming, 360, that's £12. I never had this one, heard it was all right. Um, okay, we are now halfway through the entry, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> this is your... I've got to remember like a... all this shit in my head. <laughs> Time to pull over at the service station, have a quick shit, get a Mars bar, back in the car. Okay, think I committed enough gamers caught faux pas there. did you say that or did he say that? No, I said that. Oh, right. I've written down. <laughs> that, would be, that would be funny. It's like a mid... There's a mid-entry like, break. I've got to stop no. writing this message on Discord because I need a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is just great high-end Samuel Roberts original material. Uh, 
I think I committed enough games court faux pas there that Discord imposed a six-hour timer before I could post the second part. How embarrassing. Jesus Christ. I'm dead anyway after spending a couple of months living budget on a mediocre Silent Hill game, so may as well get this over with. Uh, that doesn't seem too bad. I don't well, know, good. and he does. He, he understands. Like, he understands stuff which kind of has annoyed us in the past. I say ask me. <laughs> okay, we've, got, we've still got some more games here. I'll recap these at the end. Trails of Cold Steel 1, PS4, £9. One of those series I'll, I say I'll get around to someday. <laughs> and I bought a couple of the other ones a while back for reasonable prices. <laughs> I'll be up front. I already own this digitally, oh. so I bought the disc just to complete the set. Oh. Oh, I need to complete a set of something I'm not playing. This is diabolical. <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> It's absurdly expensive online, so I took the opportunity. I reckon I'll be it'll be one of those impossible to find sort after series in a few years. No. All right, Del Boy. When this is over, pass them down to whoever takes after me. Famicom Detective Club <laughs> Collector's Edition What's Switch. That? What's that reference to? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, Thirty-eight pounds. Uh, sure, it's not in English, but if you consider that I bought a very nice art book and poster with it, it doesn't seem so bad. What game's that? Sorry. Uh, that was Famicom Detective Club Collector's Edition. This was bought in Japan, so it was actually 7,000 yen. Yeah. Um, uh, also, it's educational because I can use it to study Japanese. Mm, big question mark on that one from me, dog. I definitely will someday. Mm, yeah, again. It'll only big teach question you, mark from it, me, dog. But it'll only teach you Japanese as long as you're involved in a murder mystery. So it's not very <laughs> practical. There's no one who's just like, where is the train station or can I buy a hat? It's all kind yeah. of who is set to inherit the master's fortune. And yeah. why is that rock covered in blood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like, what would you like to order from our restaurant today? I cracked him over the head with a baseball bat and laughed. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yes. I, think, I think we'll struggle with that one. Uh, okay, <laughs> beautiful Katamari 360. That's two pounds or 300 yen. I've never seen this documented anywhere, but sometimes if you have backwards compatible 360 discs from a foreign region, it'll download the game from the region your account is set to instead. That kind of, that tracks actually. I, I imagine Xbox would do that. The Japanese Katamari disc installed the UK version of the game on my UK account, even pulling my 15-year-old save file. God, Xbox backwards compatibility is the best, isn't it? So good. Mm. I can't say this works 100% of the time. I recently got a copy of Modern Warfare 3 for £1.80, which installed the Japanese version. Still, it's one of those weird things I've never seen discussed before and hope the discovery of this very important slice of video game knowledge makes the judge forget that I've just typed out two unnecessarily wordy messages to try and justify my actions because I have very little else to do. And with that, the entry is over! Thank fuck! <laughs> that was the what fucking a powerful, That Jackson's. was a powerful speech. That was like Thanks, Richard Gere summing up at the end of Primal Fear. That was like Paul Newman in The Verdict. That was powerful. <laughs> Thank fuck it's over. Rawr. <laughs> that's what they Thanks, play buddy. in your Oscar reel clip. Yeah, that's uh, okay, good. Well, that was that's from Nell. So uh, I'm knackered from that, frankly, and it could have been a lot shorter. I mean... No offense. Um, didn't need all that detail, but I did like sort of uh, I did like the CEX on tour detail, but that was only like twenty percent into your post. You could have left it there. Yeah, anyway, uh, um, the idea of like you know you're in this really exciting country with like its own kind of video game shop culture and its own whoa, whoa like, really exciting country. Are you talking about the United Kingdom? No, Japan. Oh right, okay, that he makes lives sense, at, yeah. He's out in Japan, then he comes back and goes to all these fucking CEXs and buys all these mediocre, you know copies of games that he, half of them it sounds like he already owns like i was more interested in that oh i'm buying all these quirky japanese things now i will say the fact about buying a japanese copy and then it downloading the localized copy because it recognizes you've got a uk account that's a nice little bit of color i didn't know about that i and i do like that so that, <laughs> i um, will say 
And Matthew, something that is funny about this, right, is that your point about Japanese games, right? I mean, let's say you're in, like, Super Potato. The least interesting thing you can buy is a Call of Duty well, game. I mean, Do you know that, what I mean? But that, well, that, is, that is the flip side to this, is that then when you are back in Japan, you you buy some, like, truly dire stuff. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not big into Famicom Detective Club. It should be my jam. The idea of buying it in a language, you know, you can't read like that that just that seems preposterous to me yeah. there's just there's too many bad purchases in here though you know i will say there is a slight pang of guilt goes through my head for maybe like three seconds as you vanish around the corner of the courtroom carried by uh, an army of red pikmin um, <laughs> because i do think well there goes that guy that told me that quite interesting fact but that's yeah. that's really all it is I think you were doing very well until you got to uh, like the Silent Hill Homecoming. Then it started to go bad from there. Like yeah, the- FF twelve Xbox One, you know, perfectly good purchase. Akami, Max Payne, Xbox. You can play backwards compatible. Prey, great game. Uh, FF thirteen Trilogy for eight quid, the entire lot. Yeah, pretty good. Right? Too- all those are pretty solid. It was just too long and confusing. I forgot about all that, and now I've <laughs> sentenced him to death. So, like, let this be a lesson. People should like boil these down. To like the 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 premium picks, it's too hard to judge and balance a life's work. Um, what a lazy judge I am! <laughs> Imagine a real, real judge was like, that. "This case was so long and complicated. I've forgotten what happened in the first two thirds." I it's wish like, you it, had just told me the good bits. Um, <laughs> if you yeah, if you didn't want to be dead, you should have had a short testimony. Let that be a lesson. I to just you. think um, I think that's how all courtrooms should be run. It's like one side. Give me your best bit of evidence. One bit. You give me your best bit of proof against it. And then let's see how it lies. What's your very best versus the very best? Um, well, and really, that should decide it. Um, if, you know, if you think it through logically. Um, <laughs> so this guy, just too many games. The whole, like, bought a physical copy of a game that he already had digital. Like, that's just, that's just so dumb. Um, I, I... I have no time for that at all. I must say, I've, I kind of fear the Trails games a little bit. Like, I just don't understand that whole thing. That's on me. That is my fault for not, like, having played these things and got my head around them. But that's because there's, like, 20, and you all have to play them out of order, and they all kind of interlink. And later. It's and whenever you ask anyone to explain it, just the most incomprehensible shit comes out of their mouth. Um, so maybe I'm kind of, like, projecting a bit of that on these picks as well. But uh, I, I heard too many... I t- heard too many kind of bad, you know, red alert words in there. So it's done. Okay. It's done. I've already All heard right. the gunshot. I've been talking this whole time. He's already been taken out. You felt the need to provide an equally long explanation to the original entry, <laughs> Matthew. You're like, I've got a riff for 25 minutes until we get to the end of this one. Um, okay. I like how you are still going, even though you've already established they've been taken out back and shot by the Pikmin. But you're like... I've heard too many. I've heard too many bad words. They've been dead for a long time now. The body is rotting. I, I, I just felt like they'd said too many game names that people were like, "Oh, we didn't really get our money's worth from the judge. He didn't really like pass judgment. He <laughs> killed a guy." And so, like, I was trying to make you feel like there was some kind of logic to the proceedings. Fair enough. Do you think people in Japan like talk about CEX with the same reverence that British retro nerds talk about Super Potato? Like, oh, they've got this amazing shop right where like they've got 
all these old games across formats going back decades and like but all the good stuff's been like stripped now by like collectors do you think it's the same discourse uh, but for yeah. cex and, and then you go upstairs and they've got a hundred copies of american pie 2 on <laughs> dvd <laughs> Oh, they're like what's with that <laughs> <laughs> okay we still got so many more to get through fuck oh, have we fucking hell i'm beginning to get a bit of a sweat on right let's get going no i'm the same so we got i don't know something like seven left something like that okay oh seven's okay this is quite um a short one um thank god after that one alex drew after a little yeah. nostalgia hit, I picked up Kesson for the PS2 for two ninety nine <laughs> plus postage. I wanted to buy my main Christmas present from 2001. Fuck me. Talk about a deprived kid. I have pestered my mum all summer about this game. At £12, <laughs> it wasn't the game my mates were talking about, but God, I spent many, many hours in the strategy land and still love that era of Japanese history today as a full man-child. Uh, this seems very innocent to me, Matthew. Kesson probably is a little bit underrated as like an early PS2 game. Um, I like the idea that you got so hung up on this, you uh, bothered your mum about it. Like, mum, get me Kesson for Christmas! Like, just that seems so unlikely, you know. Yeah, like my relationship with Kesson is just seeing like the box for Kesson with because it had like a sort of photorealistic kind of general type on the front which mm. makes you think it's going to be something you're interested in but then if you turn the box around you're instantly like oh no 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 this isn't for me or anyone else uh, so uh like that's the amount of research you'd need to do to know not to get Kesson. the idea that you actively looked into it and was like i'm going to use my christmas wish or my birthday wish on Kesson. like i know what it was like back then it was it was very rare to get a game and like using one of those shots on Kesson is bold yeah, um, and then coming back for round two. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know. Kes- is Kessin good? Is it? I think it was like a. It's like a strategy game, right? And I think it's like yeah. a seven out of ten ish. Like I think it got seven from OPM at the time. Like I think it's around that level. But not. It's not. It's not like Dynasty Warriors kind of like or you know. No, it's 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 isn't it sort of like a Nobunaga's ambition type thing? I don't like know. A, I don't know. I think it's like I think it is like a rudimentary PS2 strategy game. It's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels wrong to kill this guy when I know so little about it. I mean, it's it's quite a harmless price for quite a niche thing. And he said himself that like it instilled an interest in Japanese history. So yeah, you know what? I'm gonna let him go. Yeah, real time tactics game. It does look like the I would say like typical kind of Koei sort of like interface and you know yeah. sort of experience. You got loads and loads of dudes on screen basically. But yeah, I think it's very innocent for that price. My only experience with Kesson right is people might remember this. Like Blockbuster used to do different tiers of games for um, when you'd rent them. So my my memory is that it was like a pound or a pound fifty more to rent the really um, modern stuff. So in early two thousand two. I was in uh, a blockbuster and I saw someone from my school there and um, we were both in the same boat of like, we've only got three quid to spend on a game. I got crazy taxi because I didn't have the requisite four quid to get Death May Cry (laughs) and they got Kesson. And I just thought the idea of like two mates having a sleepover (laughs) renting Kesson is such a, that sounds like such a disappointing weekend. Do you know what I mean? Um, Or they emerged that evening like far more sophisticated than when they entered into it. (laughs) And all of a sudden they return to school and they've got all this like deep, Japanese strategy knowledge and like all the girls super impressed all the teachers are like you've really matured this weekend maybe Kesson is the key yeah the girls love a bit of Kesson famously so well, no uh... because if you can say something kind of like wry and you know like a a wry strategic idiom from the feudal period <laughs> people are like he sounds cool and grown up all of a sudden 
Oh dear. Well, look, you, you're definitely giving people value for money on this podcast, Matthew, and I respect that. Um, this one, <laughs> this one's really long again. Actually, it's not too bad. Uh, oh, I had to, oh, yeah. I was just going to say about Kesson. Uh, no, I can't remember. No, it came up recently, Kesson. I can't remember why. I think it was again the butt of a joke of some kind, but I can't remember what it was. Did you know that? Uh, apparently, Coe, uh, before they were Tecmo Coe, um, maybe, maybe they still do this. But apparently, in their international offices, they still ran them to like strict Japanese traditions. All right. So, like in their European or UK or American offices, they they like adhered to all the all the like the workplace things. Like they had the they had like a day where all the staff would come in and like clean the office from top to bottom because that's what they did in the Japanese office and things like that. They were just like staunchly traditional. Um, I don't know whether they still do that, but I um I remember writing an end game of footnote about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I know I know someone who used to work there, so I'll, I'll drop him a line and ask him, uh, see what he so says. Did you have to come in and clean the office <laughs> okay. as as per as Japanese tradition dictates? <laughs> right then, Exhibit L. Uh, I didn't write down who this is, so I don't know who we're killing here. Sorry about this. It's been a it's been a long <laughs> we week. We don't know that we're going to kill them. No, that's true. Um, hello, fellows. <laughs> I'm a long time listener, first time caller. Um, growing gently concerned about the tentative future of Games Court. It is a pod format to be proud of. Don't know about that. Prompted mainly by the pod and sincere appreciation for the DS and 3DS, I've been returning to the collection. Notes for the use of defence can be taken or left. Um, Hotel Dusk, room 215. (laughs) Eight Fucking snore. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) If you want to play a 6 out of 10 adventure game... No, I'm joking. I don't don't think that. Um, Presentation's very nice. I thought this would be... (laughs) I'm just making it worse. Most meagre of bones. (laughs) I'm just making it worse. I thought this would be good at bedtimes, but it's been soothing me immediately to sleep, and I've made absolutely no progress whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a plan of by me, doesn't it? So so does this next one. Meteos, £5, a fond childhood repurchase. This is all marketing for my DS draft picks, Matthew. (laughs) Interested to discover this was a Sakurai game, which I was too on the episode, having not done my research properly. Um, Zookeeper, one ninety nine. Oof. Um, Tom Clancy's Zookeeper. Uh, Chrissy, our production editor on Endgame, when I first joined, was big into Zookeeper, and uh, her review avatar was the angry giraffe from Zookeeper. Okay, there you go. Well, There's a little Zookeeper fact for you. Well, there you go. I'm uh, I'm now sold on it. I will load it up on an R4 cartridge. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, okay, we got we got a cracker here. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, three pounds. The Julian Gollop classic. Unfortunately, the cover is so gross and yellow that I've not brought myself to open this one yet. Yeah, we're talking about it. someone just piss on it or something. Very confusing. Um, Forty two. So all- gross. <laughs> Apparently, gross and yellow. Forty two all time classics. One pound fifty. Donkey Kong Country Returns three D. Ten pounds. Already owned on Wii for eight pounds in twenty fifteen, but found it too hard. Confusing. Tropical Freeze. Oh, so a- let's play it with even fiddlier, smaller three <laughs> DS controls. That will help me. Tropical Freeze is such a banger, I thought I'd give it another go. I personally think you you were better off just sticking with Tropical Freeze there. Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido, 3DS, £3. Feels quite overlooked. Picross 3D Round 2, £10. Has supplanted Hotel Dusk as the bedtime game. That's brutal. Um, but Matthew does uh, like uh, No, I like 3D Picross too. That's okay. You've swapped one castle classic for another. I still win. 
Yeah, now Hotel Dusk has been established as a sleeping aid, we can all move on, basically. Uh, oh, God, I'm, just... doing, I'm doing so much damage here. No, to, it's just, uh, it's just oh, so wrong. To a working relationship I very much value. I'm only joking. It Matthew. has got a ha- like a hazy, like dreamy, nocturnal vibe to it, but not, not, sleep, not a sleep aid. Come on. Oh, man, I've done so much damage to this partnership. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers 3DS, £32. Surprised myself with this frivolous purchase, but it felt quite exciting to see an old-looking, an odd-looking SMT game in CEX. SMT Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, £28. Did not finish the first Devil Survivor, but it was next to Soul Hackers on the shelf and excitement overcame me. DS Astro Boy, £2. Mistook this for the superior GBA oh. game that I used to own. What and a mistake my... to make terrible mistake and in my smt fueled fugue state i grabbed this too very disappointed to boot this one up cheers and we don't know who that's from but uh, i wish you well whoever you are um quite a grab bag there matthew mixed i would say overall but where are you at with this uh well hotel hotel dusk legendary yeah uh metios great no complaints uh, I think that Donkey Kong is the, is the most egregious one here. Like the idea of, oh, I really love this game, so let's play a slightly inferior version of it, as in the first Donkey Kong Country Returns, and then let's play the most inferior version of that, the 3DS one. <laughs> that, that to me is a very strange journey you've gone on. Um, Ten quid, though. Ten quid's not too egregious. Yeah, I, even that, I'm like, nah, not for me. No, thank you. Mm, also brings back some of my Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze PTSD, just hearing its name said. SMT continues to be a bit of a blind spot on this podcast, though they are, like most of them, beloved if, if, if you actually play them and get into them, and quite difficult to get hold of. They're only getting more and more expensive. Lots of people bought loads of these in the there was like a massive sale just before the 3ds store closed and they sold like all of these for like 5.99 or whatever so i basically stocked my 3ds up then so that was good for me i guess that anecdote wasn't going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> great good <laughs> this is big like um anecdote about your dad being friends with sailors energy do you know what i mean matthew <laughs> needless to say i had the last laugh <laughs> i think there's more good than bad here fair enough I think I'd probably agree. Like this, there's like good taste at the heart of these picks, and uh, I think that we we need to reward that. Shadow Wars for three quid, like that's that's a proper 3ds hidden gem. That yeah, um, yeah, that's str- that's strong. No, I I think that Hotel Dusk, uh, the SMT games, that's that's fine. I can live with it, and I'll I'll pardon you for Donkey. I tell you what, let's smash Donkey Kong Country Returns on 3ds with a Rock Pitman again, um, <laughs> and you can have the rest. Okay, not guilty. Wow, lots of not guilty verdicts today. Um, Matthew is not out for blood. He's just uh, just wants to regale the court with his anecdotes about vague things that ha- may or may not have happened. Um, so <laughs> it really is a midweek podcast. We actually get we get. To- <laughs> Sorry, I'm being addicted this evening. I don't know why. Um, I think we have just five entries left, Matthew. So okay, let's get through them. Okay, all data, no bullshit. Uh, Wii U Premium Console, £50 from Man in Car Park via Facebook, September 2021. <laughs> what? Wait for it. Stylus was badly chewed. <laughs> oh, grim. <laughs> Required £5 replacement via Amazon. Rock Band Wii Beatles, full plastic instrument set, £50 via Facebook, um, October 2021. Battery... <laughs> this is so funny. Battery had leaked into a solid crusty lump within guitar, scraped out with kitchen knife, cost to my health as yet unknown. 
Rock Band Extra Tracks Disc, £1 from CEX, October 2021. No further context (laughs) provided there. Um, Fear Xbox 360 Disc, £6 from CEX, August 2023. Well, no complaints from me there. Fear is a classic. Mm -hmm. Great price. Sorry there was actually a small amount of bullshit in there. That's some Slayer Disco. Quite a fun little entry there, Matthew. Um, the The crude details make me question it slightly, but... This is the good. This is a good question, though. Is there any justification for owning a Wii U like now? Is that was there, is there ever a good reason to do that? Do you think even if you just want to check out the two or three gems that haven't made it over? What do you think? Ah, uh, oh, it's difficult. There's so, there's so few things on there, but there are a few things which will only ever be on there. So I can I can I can definitely understand it from a preservation point of view. Uh, but it hasn't like it's just not it's not a cool thing to like buy or collect for because you're going to be getting like inferior versions of of a lot of things which have which have been improved or moved over to switch uh i don't i don't hate it in principle but like the details of the thing and just how cursed it all is (laughs) that that's 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 pretty bad the chewing, the chewed stylus is just, it's just so fucking gnarly. It's just not something you'd want to touch, you know, because you know, because you bought it from the guy in the car park, you know it's been probably in his mouth specifically. Yeah, five minutes before the purchase, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who chews a stylus? Like, I just don't know what game that you'd ever be playing where you can just sort of sit back and you have to like ponder that you can have a good old gnaw on the stylus, you know? Nah, this is some David Fincher shit right here. Yeah. Just for the unpleasant details, it's probably got to be death. Okay, how's it going to happen? What which Pikmin are being going to dragged in for this one? Uh, in honour of uh, a weird corroded battery, so we send the the yellow electric Pikmin. Oh, very nice. Uh, and we will they will instead of instead of the the handgun um, stand down one yellow Pikmin pulling a handgun. <laughs> uh, the yellow Pikmin are going to carry into one of those electric fences from the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, excellent. Just That's that. Good. The light but it's gonna happen outside. Just the lights will flicker for a second inside the courtroom and people be like, What's that? You know, so the the bad NP the bad graphics NPC from from Starfield will look slightly alarmed or maybe it's just <laughs> their face glitching out and um it will carry on with the rest of our day. Okay, excellent. Um the, why don't the yellow Pikmin like electroshock enemies in the way that the why why do the only the ice Pikmin get to have some kind of elemental ability? That seems like a weird design choice. I don't know. Ask God. By God, do you mean Miyamoto? Is that who you're talking about there? Well, their God, the God of the world who made the Pitmen. Yeah, fair enough. It's just something that I thought about. Like, why don't more of these have, like, elemental powers or whatever? But hey-ho. Anyway, I can save that again for a future podcast. I keep yeah. dropping in Pikmin four takes that no one asked for. <laughs> Exhibit N. Uh, again, I've not written down your name here. Oh, wait, I have, actually, yeah. Um, this, is quite, this is quite an interesting one, Matthew, because this is a partner whose husband then entered the discord after they provided this entry so mm-hmm. hey guys i found your podcast through my husband who had it on in the car i'd really missed judge matthew's takes since weak spot was ended so i started from the beginning anyway my entry is detective pikachu for 3ds for 22 pounds i bought it after the second was announced because i forgot it existed please put my husband to death instead though he still has games in shrink wrap because he can't stop playing destiny 2 that's from um, that's from 
um, L spanned her beans. Now, I don't know. I think that's right. I'm sorry if I've said that wrong. Um, so the husband then later dropped in and said, in my defense, the games have been in shrink wrap since before my Destiny 2 obsession, and I at least played Deathloop, Elden Ring, and God of War 2, Dadnarok, while in the throes of Destiny. So, Detective Pikachu, Matthew, um, 22 quid. So, not a very good sort of like adventure with some pokemon narrative elements in it i've, I've played it i've it's one of my 3ds heroes it's very lukewarm i would say as a game mm. it's not challenging it's not particularly interesting it does look nice it's one of the nicer looking 3ds games and it's well presented and everything did inspire a three-star film um i would begrudgingly give it three stars with uh just this fucking mewtwo voice by bill nye in it <laughs> come on and that's three stars jesus because uh, I've seen it twice, I think I've got a bit of Stockholm Syndrome in it. Um, I just think... you to film takes court. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I'll never leave that place. Um, okay, that, me and the rest of the Discord people, Matthew. And um, me. <laughs> we're, all dead. we're all guilty there. Yeah. So, what do you think? I'm not going to kill your husband, he's not on trial here. You know, he's fundamentally playing something. I, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't sort of um, have too much beef with that. Uh, Detective Pikachu... See, I really didn't like the film, and so I'm going to blame the game for the existence of the film. And uh, yes, yeah, so no, it's a, it's a it's a no from me, dog. You came to this courtroom hoping to kill off your husband, but it is you instead who's taken out back by a load of red pitmins. I'm sorry. Wow, Matthew could write dialogue for General Hospital. That was some dramatic shit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Okay, so guilty. All right, excellent. Uh, just typing that in because I have to keep a tally. Glad we're finally picking up a few more um, the guilty verdicts here. Yes, I am a terrible lawyer. Exhibit O. Tony Hawk's... the extra time that that guy's now got to play Destiny. <laughs> uh, exhibit O. Um, Tony Hawk's... <laughs> That's a dark thought, actually. <laughs> but, but there is no time, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam DS, £4.19. Puzzle Bobble Universe 3DS, £5.9. Both free shipping. Thanks for that. <laughs> Was Trust buying, me, they ain't gonna swing this. Was buying some Pixies DVDs from Music Magpie and got these from their 3DS slash DS section. Tony Hawk is probably the most speculative purchase, seeing as I couldn't get on with the remake of the first game, but I thought the smaller scale might make it more approachable. I only know Puzzle Bobble from speedruns or Games Done Quick, but I thought I'd have a go and wanted to get my first physical 3DS game. That's weird. That's a weird first 3DS game to get, I'll be honest with you. I've gotten further with this than Tony Hawk, but probably only played half an hour total. Other than that, I haven't really used my 3DS since the eShop closed, which maybe justifies the semi-pulping I got last time. Then I remember there was mistaken identity, so I deny any knowledge of previously being on Games Court. In mitigation, I'd like to submit holding off from buying... Uh, Advance Wars Jewel Strike when it was £28 at CEX, which is now £12. Sorry, which is now £28, Um That's from No Genius John. So, two not very exciting DS and 3DS yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, Downhill Jam is like... Downhill Jam's rank. Yeah, I think that's got to be a guilty, right? Yeah, absolutely. The good thing is, though, because, uh, as I mentioned, already pulped, uh, rather than the Pikmin having to carry him out, they can just drink him like they drink the Jew and power up. <laughs> so I'm going to send 50 Pikmin. They're all going to have a little slurp and grow a lovely flower on their head from your bloody remains. Wow, grim stuff. 
I thought you were going to say that they, all, they would all get on skateboards and go downhill and collide into the man or something no, like that. No, and that would but... be more charming, but I'm trying to like follow the very strict logic of the Pikmin university. <laughs> Fair enough. This like, is a... I respect the license too much. This would have to make sense on the Wikia page for Pikmin, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pikmin drank a pulped listener who returned in his <laughs> liquefied form. We come to my other favourite entry here, Matthew, which is genuinely a, a really interesting one, I think. Um, so I'm sorry I don't have like uh, much beyond midweek energy to give you in talking about this. Um, Exhibit P. Uh, oh gosh, I didn't write down your name either. I'm, I'm a terrible person. Um, not technically games, but games adjacent. Last year I spent about six months scouring eBay for copies of Sonic the Comic, the 1990s UK only based um, UK only comic based on Sonic the Hedgehog and other Sega games. Until I acquired a complete collection of all 184 original issues and specials. Mm. I just finished adding up everything I spent on them, and the total came to £597.70. Oh my god. <laughs> Highlights among the collection were £36.50 for the Eternal Champion special, a one shot spin off issue based on a game I've never played, and £39.10 oh. for Sonic the Poster Mag 3. A six-page spin-off um, comic slash poster hybrid notable for one very regrettable character design. In my defense, they're surprisingly good comics containing art and writing by lots of 2000 AD regulars, and they're from the era when Sonic games were at their best. So, Matthew, I will find the name of this person in the Discord very shortly, but Sonic the comic was actually good, and it's it's definitely like, I think for a lot of people it was their their first taste of like a video game magazine it certainly was for me because it used to have like the charts in it for like here's the game game gear games that are selling here are the mega drive and saturn games mm. that are selling and i do remember like reading different storylines in this the artwork was good the stories were all completely original it was a lot better than the archie comic sonic which felt a lot more like anodyne sort of tie-ins these are a lot stranger mm. um i think writers like mark miller who writes diabolically bad comics now um, in my opinion um also um got their start with um with Sonic the comic. So it was it, I think it is significant and it is quite a unique case. But £597.70 is a lot of money. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean it's it's unfortunate that this taps into like Sonic culture, which is the thing I don't like. Like uh, f- like if you just got stripped all that away and just kept the core few original Sonic games that are actually good and the couple of 3D ones which are passable. Like, I don't actually have that much beef with Sonic. You know, as an actual game, like, the music, the look of the thing, the vibes, no worries. It's the second you leave that world and it becomes about the character. That's that's the thing I have a problem with. Like, I can't stand Sonic. I can't stand his universe. I can't stand his friends. So the idea of something which is purely that, it's a, it's a very hard sell for me. Um... Though, you know, I hear what you're saying, and I know that this is, like, an important cultural artefact for lots of people. And if this court was based purely on personal taste, it's obviously Death by Pitman. Right. But, I don't know. I feel like there'll be uproar for just dismissing this whole, like, subculture just like that, even though I do dismiss it just like that. Well, of all the different bits of Sonic subculture, this is kind of among the better stuff. Like, it's actual comic books that people made there are some oddities in there based on mega drive games as kind of mentioned there like yeah. um, and yeah, a lot of like actual good comics in there like for i will say just it was so exciting to me as a kid in the mid 90s reading this like it was just sonic was not embarrassing at the time um there were just good games and also the game gear games <laughs> um yeah some of which were good but most of which were bad but yeah i, know. I think i think i was already a little bit too old for it 
Yeah, you probably were because you would have been about 12 or something like that. And it, it, I was like seven. So it was aimed at me, basically, you know. Yeah, I've just never been a comics guy. As in like a child comics guy, like a Beano or anything like that. Uh, you really? No, it, no Beano exposure at all? Not a Bash, no. Bash Street Kids guy? Maybe it's a bit working class for you. You know, you're probably already oh, reading. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not true. Oh, Thunder, collectible Thunderbirds cards. You already you already reading Encyclopedia Britannica at that point, weren't you, Matthew? <laughs> yes, I was playing Kesson to refine my mind, um, uh. <laughs> as evidenced in this episode. Is this the work of a man who has not played Kesson? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. Ooh, wow! There you go, Dan. Two hundred. I'm, I'm just I just I know I know you like it and. I know that this all this will make me seem like a little bit more legit in Jay Bayliss's eyes, and that <laughs> means a lot to me. No, he would definitely downgrade you for this, I think, but uh, that's okay. You know? I thought he um, hated Sonic. I thought you loved Sonic the comic. Uh, oh, I don't know if we ever talked. He would have been too young for it, I think. It's sort of like because he's. I think Jay has just turned thirty, so he would have been like two when this. Oh, was out, I basically. thought he was. I thought he was into interesting Sonic subculture. No, he is, but he's sort of like from a kind of like you know a sort of. I appreciate this, but also judge it and myself at the same time kind of deal. Like, it's Bionicle love. We've got, like, a big thing going on where, like, you know how uh, there's, like, a Shin Godzilla and Shin Kamen Rider films from um, Anno, the Evangelion guy? We've joked that um, Jay is going to direct Shin Bionicle. That's, like, an ongoing joke. We've got basically, like, the reflective... Um, kind of like movie version of um, some very maybe. cursed old Lego toys. So uh, maybe I've invested too much in trying to impress this person. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think even he would I agree need, with that. So, I yeah. really need to. I really need to step out from that. But anyway, it's it's done. I'm gonna let it go. Bayless or not, um, <laughs> Sonic the comic. I mean, just just keep it to yourself. That's all I ask. Like you can have it. Just don't tell anyone about it. Like <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. All right. So. Uh, well, that's probably some of my best lawyering there, Dan Two Hundred, um, which I certainly didn't give the other exhibits. So I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed that. Nice short one here, Matthew from Coig um, Exhibit Q. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man Edge of Time for two pound fifty each on three sixty. Thoughts? Ah, uh, I kind of like this pick. Uh, quite, they're, they're like they're very much the middling Activision. Oh, Spider-Man they games. they are, but there's also the slight. They're not backwards compat though, are they? No, they're not. Bit of a pain to play, yeah. But there's, I don't know. There's something about the sort of the the five or six out of ten superhero tie-in, which has like a certain charm to it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Wait, what are the two games again? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man: Edge of Time. Now, for the listeners' benefit, I will say that the the one you might be thinking wasn't there a good one in the mix that is now quite rare the one you're thinking of shattered dimensions which was um, a precursor uh, to edge of time um, and was a little bit better but i still think is uh, one of that, those sevens and a bit overrated but yeah that that is that is what i'm thinking of so you've mm. successfully turned this from a not guilty into a guilty <laughs> i congratulate you the worst lawyer <laughs> on castle island and the only lawyer so yeah uh, okay sorry about that coig um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think Edge of Time's the one that's got Val Kilmer in it, actually, which is um, quite unusual. They oh. use it with the marketing materials and stuff. I can't remember who he plays, but Amazing Spider-Man was sort of like a rudimentary sort of like tie-in to the Andrew Garfield film, and the second one was received quite poorly. I think this one got like sixes and sevens, but yeah. Uh, Shadow oh. Dimensions remains the interesting one, you know. Um, 
Yeah, Plus now we're, a... we're watching Spider-Man games now. Anyway, there's like there's gonna be like three good ones by the end of this year. So yeah, but a uh, a classic bit of lawyering there from you. I absolutely love it. Thanks, pal. Oh, we've got a really long one here. Good God. How many um, more have we got left? There are three left. Okay, um, I've just I've been counting this badly as I've gone. Sorry. Um, right. It just keeps stretching on. We're almost there. Okay. Exhibit R. Okay, no offence, but I'm going to just read out the games here because it's Thank very... You. It's, <laughs> sorry. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. Like, I am just going to start killing people because I'm hot. Okay. Um, we've got PsyOps, the Mindgate Conspiracy on Xbox for £1.50. Okay. Um, I've re- recently began collecting OG Xbox games as one of my favourite areas of gaming, and the catalogue has largely escaped typical retro game prices of today while offering arguably the best versions of most multi-platform games from the generation... This was a classic, saw it on a Hidden Gems video and decided I had to have it. Um, Tony Hawk's Underground 2 on Xbox for £4. Um, Super Monkey Ball Deluxe for £6. FF12 on PS2 for £4. This is Sam's fault. <laughs> um, I would have got the uh, PS4 version myself, but hey. FF2? GTA- uh, 12. A 12? Right. Yeah, um, on PS2. Um, GTA Chinatown Wars for on DS for £15. Also Sam's fault. I, I think, but I'm sure Matthew also likes this and brought it up on the pod. Resident Evil 4 Limited Edition on um, PS2 for £18. Um, I've also started to collect Resi games, and this is one that's obviously better on GameCube slash Wii, but a version that's nice to display. I assume um, simply buying games to display isn't going to go down well, though. Mm. Um, okay, so this the, the framework here is they're on holiday buying a load of games, basically, and um, and <laughs> has had a 21-month daughter in, in tow. And um, a, a, and like a parent and grandparents with them, like a lot going on. Um, so these next <laughs> ones are quite interesting, Matthew. Right. Resident Evil Outbreak on PS2 for ten pounds. Um, Outbreak File Two for twenty pounds. Resident Evil Dead Aim on PS2 for fifteen pounds. Um, that's a light gun game, I believe. Yeah. I know these games aren't well thought of, but I do intend to play them, especially Dead Aim. Uh, R Type Final on PS2 for ten pounds. Silent Hill Four: The Room on Xbox for twenty pounds. This one had only just come in, apparently, as it was on a little shelf of mixed stuff next to the queue and upset the girl who served me as she wanted a nabbit for herself. I hope your judgments are fair, but I'm happy that Michael Kane will have a pretty good Resi collection once I drown. Um, that was a different podcast, I'm afraid. Oh, you'll, yeah. be, you'll be carried off by Pikmin. Sorry about that. But I should say, after every gunshot we heard from outside, we also heard a very faint, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, He's sitting outside. He has, to, he has to witness all these terrible things. <laughs> That's the thing. Today he was like, I'm not going in the courthouse. I'm going to sit outside where it's safe and uh, paid a terrible price for it. <laughs> oh, dear. Things that should never like meet in any context is Pikmin and Michael Caine. Imagine trying to explain the concept of Pikmin to Michael Caine. I don't think he What the ever... bleeding hell are you? <laughs> oh, the hell are these bloody little fellas? <laughs> They're bloody everywhere. Um, okay, good. Uh, we've got the bad Michael Caine impressions out of the yep. way. Yep. Okay, so... Bit of a mix there, but nothing seems too egregious. Um, I did question buying Silent Hill for the room on Xbox because that that is not backwards compatible. So I don't. I felt that's just going to be like you've either got a modded Xbox or it's just going into the abyss. So I'm not well, so I, sure. About wasn't that. that this? But I thought you said lots of stuff he bought was just for the Xbox. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so th- that, that's true. Actually, that is true for most of the. I think. All so it sounds Xbox like they games. have an Xbox. I'm assuming this person has an Xbox so they can play these things on. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. So. Um, the one I question there, mate, maybe Matthew is Resident Evil 4 Limited Edition on PS2. I had this edition. It's like a metal steel case thing. It's it's all right, but PS2 Resi 4 is a little bit underpowered, really, is a thing yeah. to isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> it is possible to have an underpowered version of such a good game. Um, it, it doesn't just get an automatic pass. 
PsyOps is interesting. PsyOps, a.k.a. interesting second sight, um, <laughs> as we like to think of it. Is PsyOps the, the one that wasn't done by um, Yeah, PsyOps was the fun midway one as opposed to the Free Radical one, where Free Radical did the Free Radical thing. Right. It was very much the Armageddon deep impact of that year, though. <laughs> oh, such a good analogy and so appropriate. For or the ants or bugs life. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yes, um, I'm not hugely familiar with the Outbreak games, but I remember them being like only okay. I think they're like they're interesting, but they were meant to be experienced online, so I don't see any way that an offline version is really going to cut it. But you know, yeah, yeah, they're things I just remember reading about in magazines and going, "Well, that's something I'll never experience." Because <laughs> for you know, it was at that time where the the idea of online gaming or having like access to constant internet you know on a console in my bedroom was just like well that is never going to be the case you know you got parents kind of policing what you do on the internet every you know second counts yeah uh, there is the there is the whole i intend to play these games as well mm. which is a little bit underpowered buying the outbreak games buying the the light gun resident evil uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send the pitmen in <laughs> which ones well, let's let's make sure like the full range of Pikmin Force represented. Let's actually send Ochi to do it. <laughs> oh, that cursed little fellow. Ochi, yeah, I call him Ochi. Something like yeah, Ochi. Ochi will drag you out by by your collar, and um, there's a red Pikmin holding a handgun, holding on to Ochi. So he's going along for the ride too. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Ochi. Uh, but I will keep that copy of PsyOps. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'll take the copy of Dead Aim. I might give that a go at some point when I enter my uh, hobbyist light gun dad phase of my life, which is no doubt coming. Okay, we have two more left. Um, Exhibit S. Hello, I don't know if this counts as Games Court or Reverse Games Court, as this is a story beyond capitalism, a tale of bartering. I discovered a local game store and handed in a bundle of video game stuff and left with a different bundle of video game stuff. This is what makes this exciting, Matthew. There's like the things that go in and the things that come out. Oh, interesting. It's like alchemy. <laughs> yeah. I gave in one um, black PS2 fat, one silver PS2 fat, two 8 megabyte PS2 memory cards, one Hyrule Historia, big Zelda book. Um, a present I already had a copy of. A Pikachu hat. It was horrible. A small figure of the Just Cause 3 protagonist. <laughs> Two Pokemon branded Game Boy Color cases. Um, tatty and cheap. A trio of N64 games. Very cursed, Matthew. ISS 64, 1998. A great game, but why would you play it now? Loose. Extreme G, loose. F1 World Grand Prix, loose. Um, Extreme G is probably the one of those. It's the most interesting. And in return, I got... A PS2 Slim. I've used it a bit with my other memory cards. Uh, an Xbox 360 Elite. I had got a load of 360 games where I got an Xbox One and some were not back compat supported. Played two of those so far on the console. GameCube games. Cell damage. Oh, what? That thing's like 99p everywhere. Who wants fuck? God damn it, that's bad, right? It's, it's meh but playable. Zootopia. Oh. I had fun with this, but I'm sure I will go back to it. To add to my defence, both the PS2s had different issues reading discs. The N64 is too old for me to fully appreciate. I started gaming in the GameCube generation. The N64 generation has aged terribly for my youthful eyes, and I never cared for the fat I got rid the tat I got rid of. I also never had a 360, so going back to explore the library is fun. To aid my prosecution, I didn't think the, co the store was very generous, um, but I did want rid of the junk, and I traded in the hardware with no cables, but got cables back. I could wax poetic about these lists and why I had them, but I thought it best to be brief. I hope I live uh, AG. Um, so I will say of those, Matthew, 
I think the 360 Elite jumps out as the thing that's like, that's kind of worth buying because that is from the times when I believe they sorted out the red ring issue. So right. that, that won't plague you. It should work for long term. It's got the hard drive built in, I think, and it's quite um, nicely presented. If you're going to buy a 360, this probably is the one to own. Um, mm. But what do you make of this? Yeah, like a, a load of shit goes in. Quite a lot of shit comes out. I mean, that's <laughs> cell damage is bad. What's the other one? Did you say Zoo Cube? Zootopia? The Zootopia? I think he means Zoo Cube. Yeah, Zootopia is the Disney film, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's like, yeah. So is Zoo Cube was kind Zoo of Cube a... Was like a... was a GameCube puzzler, but not stellar at all. I mean, the games are terrible. The three, But the th- I think of all the things there, the 360 Elite is the, is the best thing. Right. Yeah. So fundamentally, you've en- you have ended up with one better thing, and you've got all this shit out of your life. I don't think there was anything good that went in. No, no, like I think a load you're of right. bro- basically a load of broken stuff that you managed to scan them into giving you an Xbox for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, in the smallest way possible, uh, a net gain. So, uh, I'm okay with this. Okay, all right, so not guilty. All right, good. I thought it was going to go a different way, so well done there. Um, if you'd have traded in an N64 as well, I'd have said you got into like net loss territory, but you just right. had the games, so you're okay. Right then. And the um, games, were a lot of those were quite bad. Yeah. Speaking of bad, Matthew, we've got some uh, more in our final entry here. So we have Exhibit oh, T, um, Owen E567. Um, I've slowly been rebuilding my PS2 collection over the last two years. Some of my recent purchases are pictured. Now, in the picture, there are um, two Avatar games on PS2, as in Avatar, the Nickelodeon series that people quite like. Um, Sonic Unleashed on PS2, Matthew, and Disney Extreme Skate Adventure. Um, The two Avatar games were £3 each. Sonic Unleashed was £6, and so was Disney Skate Adventure. Uh, So, um, I wanted to end us on a high note. Uh, So... um, how would you like to execute this one, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Any no thoughts chance, on this one? Right? No, I don't think so. But I mean, there's not much has been spent. That's only a total of like 18 quid. But Disney Extreme Skate Adventure, that one I was not familiar with, actually. Um, that sounds like the most interesting, but I don't know. Uh, it's like basically a 2003 Toys for Bob game that was Tony Hawk, but with like Goofy in it, essentially. Oh, <laughs> Those are the vibes. God. Yeah. Actually, is Goofy in it? It might be more like Toy Story kind of characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just looked up a box art and it's got like Kid Tarzan and Simba on skateboards. Cursed. Um, but reviewed quite well. Had like 78 on Metacritic on PS2. So I do miss the era where like you could make a skateboarding game out of anything. Yeah, this is the most Activision game ever, isn't it? Basically, like Activision of that era, it's like exactly what they made was this, basically. Were the uh, were the the Avatar games good? Probably not. No, if they were was... good, people would talk about them now. You know, because people, yeah, that's, people that's fucking the thing. adore like, and people pretty... adore that universe. I feel like I'm pretty aware of like what the what the hidden gems are in like the license scene, yeah. and I've I've not heard those mentioned. What was the third thing? Uh, Sonic Unleashed on PS2. Oh, so, no, that's like. Sonic Unleashed at the best of times which is the like 360 version like half that game is dog shit anyway and then the half of it which is a Sonic game you know that's when they started getting very shiny and they at least they looked cool even though they they played miserably um the idea of like settling for a version which didn't even have that you know we we had like the this must have been a port of the bad Wii version definitely yeah um 
the most successful selling issue of O&M, um, Sonic Unleashed. Everyone <laughs> loved it. Um, the Avatar games, I looked it up, by the way, they have like 50s on Metacritic each one, so definitely not yeah, classics. That's, yeah, that's that's bad. And you know that those will be overinflated by, by some idiot reviewers, so let's uh, let's assume they're 30s. Um, Someone should but, make a good game out of that universe, though. Like, there is the potential for that, absolutely. I don't know. It's so, I, I, I just I think I'm just too old to watch it. Yeah, I've so tried yeah. watching that, and I'm just like, uh, this feels like this should be on it, like... CITV at four o'clock. You're like, this is no Naruto. Then you turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Naruto's cool. Uh, yeah, like anyway, well, well, Avatar's not on trial here. You know, that's that's for a very niche XXL episode. <laughs> yeah, that no one will um, listen to, and will result in a net loss of subscribers to the Patreon. Yeah, I know, I'm intrigued about this project of like, is trying to buy all PS2 games. This it's weird that these are the ones which get surfaced in this episode because if you're trying to buy all PS2 games, no, you're no. going to buy rebuild no. his old collection. Oh right, so you're yeah. trying to build all the bad games you played when you were a kid. Yeah, where well, actually got... now is the time to be building the collection you should have had as a kid. It's true. Um, yeah, I, I mean, no offense, but I think that sounds like a bad exercise. Like. Something should be left in the past, and something should be left out the back of this courtroom. Yeah, and that is you. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, Owen. But thank you for writing in. We're um, going to bend the air again with the flying Pikmin. <laughs> bend the air, very good, uh, excellent. Not so really. that was that was that was desperate. <laughs> it was it was forced, but we do what we can on a weeknight game score episode that we've both been backed into. So that completes the exhibits. Oh, right. Got to total them up now. So uh, talk among yourselves briefly while I do this. I'll do the Ace Attorney sound effects. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate while you're doing that. Oh, right. No, it's fine. I think we, uh, I think it's majority guilty. So I think I get put to death as well, Matthew. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I deserve it after all my terrible lawyering. So what happens to me, Matthew? Uh, well, you also get taken out uh by the Pikmin, followed by a single Pikmin with a handgun. Wow, okay, which ones do I get? Do I get the Heavy Lads? So heavy Lads going to jump on because me. Out of respect for the good job you have done, um, I'll, let you, I'll let you choose your poison. Which, which, is the, which Pikmin is the last thing you'd like to see on this earth? Uh, let's think. Which of their or little Ochi, faces? Or one of Olimar's friends. Would you like to see Louis? Would, do you want to <laughs> stare into Louis's eyes as the last thing you see? No, fuck Louis. Uh, the only t- I will only look Louis in the eye if we're both going to die, like a gun to each other's heads. Do you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> mutual, like us in the escape room with the Nerf guns. You obviously haven't got to the true ending of Pikmin 4. <laughs> uh, yeah, the departed ending of uh, Pikmin 4. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I definitely don't want to see Ochi, the last thing. I don't want to look at... <laughs> I want to like le- look into the eyes of my enemy and feel like I'm dealing with my equal. So I think like the little black rock Pikmin are like probably the most... like. I, I, I just always believed in them as fighters. You know, they, they would like come through. They were hard to kill. Um, yeah, they were like, they were elite. So the little black Pikmin, Matthew. Okay, it's done. Cool. And you are dragged out the courtroom again while the sailors from the Jurassic Coast sing a sad song <laughs> of, a, of a lawyer who came close but failed. Excellent. Well, I look forward to being uh, resurrected in a pool of Rio for the next time we do this. So uh, thank <laughs> you so much for listening to Games Court. The Games Court um, bus uh, splutters to its final destination. <laughs> oh, we go. my we can, God. We can all get off. Um, <laughs> At last. <laughs> I'm going to let the Pitmen take me out back. 
okay, Matthew is sweaty and needs a cold shower. So oh, that makes it sound like you're aroused. I apologise for that. that wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the intention. <laughs> oh, I always, I always feel sexy after games court. Um, okay, Matthew, we are done. Where can you be found on social media? At Mr. Basil underscore pesto. I'm Samuel W. Roberts on Twitter and Blue Sky, and the podcast is um, Backpage Pod on Twitter and Blue Sky also. Um, you can email us at backpagegames at gmail.com if you'd like to get two additional podcasts a month from us, patreon.com slash backpagepod, £4.50XL tier, or there's a £1 tip jar tier if you just like the work we do. Any support is greatly appreciated, of course. Uh, next week's episode is Two Giant Men Play Starfield, so we'll finally talk about Bethesda's monstrously large space RPG. Matthew, let's get out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.